And welcome back, nerds. Your boy, Young Phil, from the Distance Nerding Podcast, bringing you back and continuing this SummerSlam roundtable. Get ready for some more fun, because we're coming right back at you right now. Uh, so moving on, uh, speaking of the Usos, right, we've got the next match, the Usos versus the Street Profits, with special guest referee Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I made a joke at the beginning of the match uh, where they um, I forgot who I, who it was, but they were like, or I think it was Michael Cole. He goes, uh, who better to bring on to referee uh, this controversial match than Jeff Jarrett? And I was like, uh, the only reason you brought him in is because he lives in Nashville. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep, and he was easy to get. Uh, but no, man, what were your thoughts on uh, Usos versus Street Profits? Well, I'll piggyback off that. I think even though I don't mind, I don't necessarily mind a Jeff Jarrett appearance. Uh, I do think the only reason he was a special guest referee was because he's from Nashville, mm-hmm. and people I, I, they just wanted to bring a little nostalgia back to Nashville with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I don't think he really played a factor in this match at all. Hardly. I mean, he was just a, they could have put a regular referee in there, and it would have been the same outcome. Right. Um, I, to be honest with you, I felt like. I feel like when the Usos and the Street Profits meet, it's always going to be a good match. However, I do not feel like this match was as good as the Money in the Bank one. I don't think it was as good. Um, I thought the Money in the Bank match was superb. I thought that was an excellent match between the Street Profits and, and Usos. This one was obviously still great, but I think um, I think right now what they're trying to do is they're trying to tease a breakup from the Street Profits, and I think they're more concerned with that than the quality of the match this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it just I feel like it was a little bit more disappointing than the Money in the bank match still still an incredible match because like i said montez ford anthony dawkins anthony dawkins the usos incredible incredible guys in the ring awesome i mean i i obviously still watched the match it was still exciting um but like i said i feel like it was a little bit a uh, little bit not as not as great as the one at money in the bank right but still a great match still a great right match. right uh daniel what are your thoughts on the match uh me personally i thought it was my favorite match of the night mm-hmm. very entertaining um i don't know if you guys caught it but michael cole kind of mentioned rick flair's last match without mentioning it yeah because he said oh, that Eric I think I had a busy it, yeah. weekend ahead of right him. so I, hear that. I think during the vince era or like in vince and part i don't think that would have been said no yeah because it's not wwe so it's like oh we're not going to talk about it yeah, you know we're not yeah. even like advertise it in any little way mm-hmm. um i thought it was great um i think jeff jared there was really no purpose there but or you know he's a hometown guy um he got a really really good pop and he was you know involved right away with the whole five count and then him. but other mm-hmm. than that um, i don't think anything really important in the match the match would have been great without him and right. mm-hmm. very entertaining match um with the commentary you can tell that they're that the three profits might break up because graves was kind of putting over dawkins a little bit yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah as a singles guy like hey like you got to watch out for this guy everyone talks about montez let's watch out for this guy too and mm-hmm. yeah so there there's like subtle hints there that they might break up which i kind of don't want to see but i think yeah, montez, i mean we pretty much all said that we don't want them to break up it's because uh-huh. again uh Vince and Bruce have, have a tendency to break up good tag teams uh, or they will take a tag team that will or are unwilling to break up and just make them irrelevant. Right. You look at a, uh, you look at the New Day, right, where the New Day is just not doing anything right now. But they, mm-hmm. you know, one of the greatest tag teams of, of in, in history, you know, um, I, I don't think that they should break up the Street Profits. I think they uh, should continue riding with that. Like you can give Montez Ford a 
Shawn Michaels-esque run where Angelo Dawkins is just on his back and, and, and there to help with whatever he needs, right? Like, you don't have to break them up to give them a singles run. You know, I don't yeah. I don't like that. It's like, oh, well, in order to be a singles competitor, you can't have friends, you know, and that's that's dumb to me, you know? Yeah. Um, um, if, if they do break up, honestly, I don't see either Dawkins or Montez being, like, a world champion. Like, within, I don't like, either, actually. Yeah, yeah. They'd, yeah. Be, they'd be high mid-card. Maybe, like, yeah. Dawkins would maybe low mid-card, but I don't see the champions, like, at all, actually, when they become right. singles. Right. I could see Montez Ford being a great intercontinental champion. Oh, I yeah. I see him being a great intercontinental champion. Absolutely. I don't know if he's ready for a world title push. I don't think he's ready for that. But he's definitely exciting in the ring. I definitely can't argue with that. But, yeah, right. I don't see him as really a world champion at this at this juncture right now. I don't. Right. And, and the Usos are just great. Like, they are yeah. very good acting. They need to not break up, like, at all. They need to no. stay together. Right. They tried to break them up, yeah. and, and it, it. it didn't work. You know, it's, it's, yeah. like, it's obvious that, you know, they are better together than they are as singles competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just mainly they play off each other so well. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's almost like twin magic with uh um with Brian, uh, Nikki. with <clears throat> Nick, right like you know you 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 have a team that even when Nikki went solo she still had Bree in her corner so that's yep. kind of like the same thing like I don't believe that if you if, if one of them goes and becomes a singles competitor you don't have to break them up in order to do that you know you can make you can do what the New Day did where it's like you know one of them is a champion and then the rest of them are just kind of like there to True. back them up you know or what I loved about them is they did the um the ambiguous team member tag team so you mm-hmm. know had the tag titles you don't you didn't know who you were fighting you know free bird rule exactly yep you, know, you have rule. biggie and uh, um and 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 uh kofi know, and kofi xavier you know or xavier and, and kofi or, and just like they would play off of who's the best to fight against the competitors were fighting you know like and that made them such a fun tag team to watch yep. you know what i mean now it's like okay well how do we'll, if we break them up we're gonna like everybody's gonna hate us so instead let's just take biggie out of the picture and make him be a singles competitor and now we write them off to obscurity, right? So, I mean, like, you know, the bloodline, uh, they're not going to break them up at that point because they've realized they make too much money as as character, mm-hmm. as a part of that faction. But, I mean, same thing with the Street Profits. Don't break them up. You know, it's just dumb to break them up. You know, Angelo Dawkins is a good technical wrestler, yeah, and yeah. you have um, Montez Ford, and Montez Ford, like I said, he could be the next Shawn Michaels easily, you know? But, I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that you don't have to break them up in order to do that. Yep. Uh, yep. Eric, what are your thoughts, man? That was a, that was a good match. You know, same thing with like, uh, you know, it's just like uh, you watch the one from Money in the Bank and you see this one. It's like, you know, same thing. When you play the same thing, when you, play, when you play the same song twice, it doesn't have the same effect. Yeah, right. So, you know, I saw the same thing as the one in Money in the Bank, which was good. And, yeah. uh, you know, we just like you guys said earlier, it's just they just put Jeff Jarrett as a referee when they could have been taken over by uh, any other referee. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, there was no reason to really put Jeff Jarrett there. No. Yeah, exactly. Aside from there in Nashville. And I know, I, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you guys about not breaking up uh, the Street Profits or the Usos because they're just some teams that are better as teams like right. the FDR. Yep. Yeah, you know they're they're good single stars. They're good singles wrestlers. It's just that they work much better as a team. Yeah, or like look at DX. Oh. Uh, yeah, like DX. You know, like you look at D Generation X, and it's like they all were good singles competitors. There was nobody in there that wasn't good on their own. Yep. But the whole thing is, is that they were better together. Yep. yep, exactly. And they held singles titles at the same time. Exactly. Yep. That's somebody what held the European. Right. Somebody held the Intercontinental. You know, let them get their singles titles while still being attacked right you know you can easily make montez ford the ic champion and then give uh angelo dawkins the the u.s title and you know as a tag team they don't have tag team titles but they still have titles yeah the best example of that are the lucha brothers yes they're a tag team but they're they're extremely relevant as single stars and they've won world titles as singles but they're still exactly right right yeah lucha bros are beast man fucking love those guys
guys. Uh, Chris. Dream match, match, Usos versus the Dutcher Brothers. Yeah, right? That that would be a dope match. Uh, Chris, thoughts on Usos versus Street Profits? Uh, I think both teams showed why we there is why we have tag team wrestling. I think yeah. uh, I do I did like the money in the back money in the bank match better, uh, but mm-hmm. this one was was still good. Um, I hope they don't. It it I did see like the seeds being planted. You can see it on uh, Montez's face that they kept going to when you're like was like are they gonna break up? Are they not? I hope they don't um, mm-hmm. because I think WWE needs tag teams. They need to bring make the tag team division both men and women more relevant. Yes. Um, so I'm hoping they don't break them up, but I thought this was good. I knew, I mean, you just, right now, anything with the bloodline, you don't see them losing for a while unless right. unless they're going to all lose big at the same time. So it would have to be like, if Roman's going to lose and the Usos, lo- if you see the Usos lose, you might think Roman's going to lose at mm-hmm. that point in time as well. Um, so I don't see that happening until like WrestleMania or something. Yeah, and I mean, that's going to be a reason, hopefully, I know in the Vince Bruce Pritchard era, that would be a reason to break the bloodline up is, you know, like, okay, you make one of them lose the title and it's like, well, you're not worthy enough and they break up the, the bloodline, right? Hopefully yeah. that doesn't happen and it's just like, you know, it just makes them come together more. Yep. Yeah, so, um, but overall, good match. I think I like Montez Ford. I like Dawkins. I think Angelo Dawkins does a lot of great moves for a big dude. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I want them to stay together as long as possible. And I think uh, when the time comes for them to be champions, they, I hope they get a real run, not like their last one. Yeah. 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 The COVID oh, man, run. Uh, halfway through the match, Match. Angelo Dawkins yeah. in the singlet down. Uh dude, he's gotten he's gotten pretty built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because yep. he used to be a little he used to be a little on the flabby side, dude. He was yeah. pretty solid last night, man. Like you could tell him and Montez have been putting in work. Because yep. Tez is fucking huge right now, man. That dude is, yeah, he is. He's gotten he's gotten gigantic. bigger. I've noticed that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so moving into the next part of the show. Uh so this match got taken off of the roster, but we ended up getting like a little mini match out of it because it was a brawl, pretty much. Yeah. Riddle and Rollins. All of a sudden, just Riddle shows up in the ring uh, and just like from out of the crowd, calls out Rollins, takes everything like off uh, and him and Rollins get into it, dude. Like it was just mm. a straight street fight for a good like couple of minutes right there. Uh, and and then, you know, of course, uh, the stomp happens. Uh, Rollins runs out looking like a, a, a fucking, you know, uh, ombre flamingo dancer. Uh, it's, yeah, worst. I mean, there, there are some outlandish outfits that Rollins comes out in that was easily the worst outfit I've ever seen him in. I he just why they call him Seth freaking Rollins, man. Because yeah. he's a freak. Yeah, it's uh Seth freaking terrible outfit. <laughs> this dude runs around in loafers for God's sakes. I'm like, for real? Yeah. But <laughs> if you, have you noticed have you noticed he and his wife both have freakish outfits? They both are doing the same thing. I think they sit together at home and they come up with, with each other's outfits, I think. They're just like uh so, yeah so like like how how do how do we make my outfit look shittier? Oh man, this this one would be terrible. Oh it's yeah like, honey it's like honey I'm gonna top you tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna even look more ridiculous than you are. And yeah. the funny thing is, it wouldn't surprise me if they did that. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. It's funny. It's funny that you know, like they they probably like are doing it so that way that kid, their 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 daughter can look back at it years later and say, oh yeah, this, this my this parents were nuts. <laughs> like my parents yeah. were psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to dress like uh like like the rejected action figure from uh, uh from from He-Man. So I was like <laughs> dude the uh, like, like like a uh, bad idea from Austin Powers. That's that's what he's like right there, right? He's got the 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 frilly shirt, the frilly orange shirt with the ombre orange to white pants. I mean, he looked like he looked like a like a bad orange sherbet. It was terrible, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you got to admit, you got to admit, his character is on point, though. Aside from his shitty laugh, but yes. Yeah, but I mean, his character, I, I think he's he's done so much of that character. And, and like I was talking about the Broken Skulls uh, uh, sessions earlier, um, he actually talks about how he started developing that character right after his terrible match with The Fiend. Yeah. And uh, he started going into that and, you know, obviously took that through the pandemic and all that stuff. So anyway, you know, off on a tangent a little bit there. No, that's fine. You remind me of a One Piece villain. <laughs> 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 oh man um what was the dude in uh in, in one punch man the um the the, the naked prisoner dude um putty putty prisoner putty putty prisoner yeah. uh he looks like a dude that putty putty prisoner would like keep around and hold his pocket <laughs> <laughs> uh daniel what were your thoughts on that uh on, on i guess it was a promo but you know the little street yeah it's kind of a promo um because mm-hmm. it's obviously the- building until their match and to their match you know this is the best uh characters that rollins had yeah i think it's better than the architect is better than the shield it's a really good character i mean mm-hmm. i could do without all those all the attire that he wears obviously yeah. um uh yesterday or this morning i saw a meme uh someone compared him to uh lloyd christmas on dumb and dumber when they're at- <laughs> Yes. Yep. Oh man. I mean, uh, he's basically a walking meme as it is right now. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. I think when they do eventually wrestle, it's going to be a good match. I thought they. Um. I mean, the the promo probably still gave let people know, hey, like we're you know we're still around, we're still going to wrestle, just not tonight. You know, it, there wasn't really much to it, but I I enjoyed it. It was a little couple minutes. Of yeah. Nice little entertainment. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's bringing back that uh, you know we can we can't run this match because of time but you know what let's give you a little tease of yeah. where this is going to go and it, and it keeps it relevant you know it's not yeah. it's it's not how you know the last pay-per-view was like oh we're not going to talk about these storylines at all and it's like okay mm-hmm. well, what the fuck is going on right yeah. like they, bought, they made it to where it's like it's still relevant you know like riddle yep. ran in the ring was like come on here i'm gonna beat your ass dude yep. and, and they get into this brawl and it's like yeah that's what we want you know yes that shows the the difference between bits and triple h yeah i was just gonna say that uh triple h remember a few years ago when seth rollins and him were fighting right before wrestlemania they were feuding before wrestlemania and remember um remember seth rollins hijacked an nxt pay-per-view to call out triple h that's right that's exactly what i started thinking about when i saw riddle come through the crowd and he said i want seth out here right now i felt like riddle was seth back then and seth was triple h like they were you know was calling him out so very yes very triple h has uh definitely difference there's a there's a you just see it right there like you guys said earlier just like uh, those vince they wouldn't mention it at all until raw but no, this right here, they kept it relevant and keep people included. Mm-hmm. So, right. so Triple H, you can just see the difference in stuff. Yeah. It's him behind it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, I got you on the screen right now, but what were your overall thoughts on that promo? Mm, I, it was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Like you were saying, it really kept the feud relevant. It kept it, it kept people, it, it was a good way to keep people tuned in to uh, Raw. Right, right. Because yeah. then you're going to go and watch Raw and be like, oh man, I need to see the fallout from SummerSlam. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It makes you want to, it makes you want to watch uh, uh, Raw. I don't know if you guys watch this guy. Uh, his name is uh, JD from NY. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think actually uh Jester, you're the one that put me on to him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, his his recaps are actually really good. Yeah, they yeah. are. I, I uh I started watching it not that long ago. I was like, dude, this guy, like from what I and he makes a lot of sense and what he says is like uh he said pretty much the same thing I said. Like they when it comes to like uh like uh, give me a reason to watch Raw and you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Give me you don't give me a week a 
reason to watch Raw. And right there is a reason to watch it. Exactly. Yep. Yep. To exactly. see the fall and all that stuff. And Triple H did a good job of that. And yeah. and it's funny because he's the biggest anti-Vince guy I've seen. Oh yeah. He uh I I remember the day that uh Vince retired last Friday and he came on, he said, This is what I've all been about. I've been waiting for this day forever. <laughs> it was it was great. JD was like it was like he had just, you know, won the lottery and stuff. He was like, This is what I've been building up to. It was like, yeah. It was I mean, I got in our group chat and I was like, So who else is excited that Vince is retiring today? Yeah. yeah. And I'll be honest with you, when I first when I first started watching JD, not to get off too much on tangent, I'll keep it short. But when I first started watching JD, I absolutely despised him. I hated him because I got on there and it seemed like he was just a loudmouth guy. But then I was like, you know what? That's not like me. I need to I need to actually listen to what this guy has to say. I don't like to be too judgmental at first and everything. So then I started watching him again and I was like, you know what? This guy's got a very vibrant personality, but you know, a lot of stuff that he says makes sense. It does make sense. And I'm like, you know, yeah, he's got a very colorful personality, but he, I mean, he, you can tell he's very passionate about wrestling, whether it be right. WWE, AEW, anything. He's very passionate about all of it. So I enjoy, I appreciate it. I appreciate his, his He says up and down, he would gladly choose NXT black and gold over AEW. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was a big NXT gold fan. Big NXT. He's a big Triple H fan. So, I mean, yeah. 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 Hopefully uh, NXT uh, backtracks and uh, they lower their firmware back to 1.0. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's not colorful perfect oh man i'm just, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna reverse this uh this uh, this update and go back down to 1.0 because uh NXT i still don't other understand the color scheme to this day i still don't understand the new color scheme it's I just probably don't understand vince, it. just, vince was probably just like oh we got to make it more vibrant yeah i'm gonna splash something on a shirt and that's just what vibrant. i'm gonna put on the xt logo i mean <laughs> splash it with color <laughs> like, make, make the kids want to come watch bro. oh my gosh oh my goodness <laughs> we got to make the kids Kids want to watch it. Put more tits on it. And I feel bad about that. And I feel bad for the talent because the talent on NXT 2.0 isn't bad. It's actually decent talent. Yeah. They're they're decent uh, superstars on there. But man, you you start watching NXT and you see this freaking tie dyed freaking logo, and you're like, how do I take this seriously? I don't know how I take it seriously. I, I don't know. So. But it was it was Vincent Bruce. It was Vincent Bruce pissed that Triple H made a better product than them. So they were like, you're how right. do we make this product you're like right. less appealing? Let's 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 make it like super early nineties colors yep. uh but like not not like wwe 90s colors like you know pop culture 90s colors yeah uh and let's yep. let's ruin all the storylines that we can right now so that way people don't like it as much and people yep. will go back to watching wwe instead of watching nxt Vin- uh, vince didn't like his vince didn't like his sh- uh, son-in-law showing him up that's what yeah. he didn't like he didn't oh and I've heard from, since like 20 years ago and like in the early 2000s that even before the the even before when paul Heyman was in charge of smackdown back in 2002 mm-hmm. that vince was notorious for hating people that staging yeah. yeah oh yeah that people hated that like that's the reason why he was so resentful of jr because jr had a better wrestling mind that he hated that. i mean when when um when paul Heyman was in charge of smackdown in 2002 remember the smackdown six yeah in my opinion the best era ever yeah and uh paul that was paul that was all paul Heyman, and mm-hmm. people were all glued on smackdown and not raw and i forgot who was in charge of creative of roger that was it vince at that time or was it uh, someone else that might have been um what's his name gert ron gertz yeah there you go that's what yeah he might have been had, i think he was the head writer up there for raw for the yep mm, for a really long up until 06 07 i think yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah, that's like, that raw sucked during that time and when you compare yeah. when you compare raw and smackdown during that time it was like night and day yep yep, yep. it was like night right. smackdown was the much the even the pay-per-views they had like the best matches yep. was a smackdown i mean well, i'll tell you i'll 
I'll tell you where the tide turned. You know, Vince, when somebody would upstage him, he'd just buy them. That's what he'd do. He'd oh, buy, yeah. you know, he bought WCW, he bought ECW. That's how he, that's how he stopped the upstaging. And then he didn't have anybody else to buy. And then people in his own company started upstaging him. And then what can you do with them? I don't know. What he did was, uh, I, I, I want to put people down to irrelevancy. So let me go buy all these small promotions, and yeah. put them all together and call it NXT and say, this is the developmental promotion. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it was just like, you know, this is how, you know, these, these uh, small promotions promotions that are that, that people are starting to enjoy and going out to the shows well they're nothing i'm just gonna buy them and, and put them all into one place well you know that became a lot better than than again uh triple h got in charge of that and again it became a oh well now my my son-in-law is upstaging me you know with a show that i was trying to make irrelevant yep, yep. did you notice too that they were kind of bringing up during the last uh what yeah last night on the pay-per-view and uh i heard i got smacked and also that they uh they mentioned like little easter eggs of other promotions too they keep doing it. And yeah, I, like I, I said, I know that. Yep. Triple yeah. H before he got um before he supposedly stepped down, right? You know, when he was asked to step down, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh he was already talking about doing cross promotions with NXT and uh and doing stuff like like I said, he had already uh he, he had announced or not announced, he he had expressed interest in wanting to do a uh, uh, for lack of a better word, a hidden door uh, with uh, New Japan Wrestling. And he had talked about, uh, you know, wanting to do cross promotions with uh, TNA and Impact mm-hmm. um, when AEW first started up, because he was saying, like, his whole idea was maybe eventually we can do cross promotions with large promotions like AEW. Yeah. And then Vince killed everything he did. And that's yep. that's when, that's about when he lost NXT, was yep. around that time. Yep. You know, so, like, the whole thing is, like, when, when he started talking about, like, wanting to work with other promotions, that's where Vince started severely downgrading everything he did right and that's when stephanie stephanie walked away and everything like that like you know the women's division went to fucking shit when stephanie walked away yeah 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 i think Mm -hmm. i think the whole thing with vince is that he just people called him a huge control freak and i believe it he said it when he was interviewed by jericho i think he just was obsessed with trolling the narrative when it came to wrestling yeah he was obsessed with controlling every single little aspect of the narrative when it came to uh, wrestling he wanted he wanted um he wanted to uh make the world know that wwe was the one and only wrestling or sports yeah. entertainment promotion in the world mm-hmm. he wanted to control it all that's what i that's my personal opinion i'm no expert but that's my that's just based on what i've seen throughout well the i year. think i think also what he did too was he i think he he thinks that the reverse was going to happen of what i think actually what would have happened if he had opened the door and done all these collaborations with other promotions i think actually in a, in a way maybe this is just me talking to fan because i you know i don't know anything about booking or anything like that but me as a fan i would think that would actually do better for WWE and that would do better for everybody involved because like yeah. you would all be getting exposure yeah I mean WWE might look I can see WWE viewing it as kind of like a well now I'm catering to the smaller guys and I'm you know do, but really when you think about it that's not the way wrestling fans work wrestling fans like the wrestlers I mean, right. they don't, when you really think about it you know they, they've, they've been trying to create this narrative of WWE versus AEW and it's really when you think about it it's Vince versus Tony Khan is really what it is it's not yeah. WWE versus AEW so if you have I mean I don't think wrestling fans really care whether in, in the whole scheme of things they don't really care whether CM Punk's wrestling for AEW or whether he's wrestling for WWE as long as it's entertaining nobody cares right. I mean it doesn't matter who you wrestle and like I said yeah. if you bring the promotions together and you're collaborating even better I mean that's the nirvana for wrestling fans I think yeah. I mean that's right. in my opinion let me uh, ask a question if if hypothetically AEW WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling did some mega event all right what would be the main event well, I guess that depends on who would be you know top guys at that time I guess yeah. I mean I, I believe the main event for me would be Okada versus Roman mm-hmm. to me that would be the main yeah, event that would be a, yeah that would be a yeah that Okada would be a 
is this main event. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the greatest who have ever lived, and he's only 34, 35. Yeah. And wouldn't that be cool if you had a wrestling event like that, where you had, you know, three good sized promotions, AEW, New Japan, WWE, having this super, you know, super card almost is what you would, I guess you would call it. And I mean, what's that? Phil, can you put that take my money sound effect there? Yeah. Yeah. Take my money. My money. Yeah. Exactly. I think I don't think I'm the only one thinking that either. Did they announce that event? Be like money. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with Triple H, now that that probably did seem possible. Yeah. yeah. I see it's possible too. I agree. Yeah. What's what's uh, Dan? What's your main event or what are your dream matches if they make an event like that? Oh man. Um, probably Usos and Bucks or, or Usos and Lucha Bros. Or, oh yeah. That'd be yep. really good. I would probably go Okada and Rollins. Okada and Rollins. And Rollins. Yeah. I think that. I think for me, I think that'd be more entertaining. Uh, maybe Roman and Dan. Wardlow. And who? Oh, yeah. Wardlow. Yeah, Wardlow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be good. That might be decent too, yeah. Uh, Darby and Finn Balor. Oh, yeah. oh Darby yeah. and Finn, Finn Balor would be a good match. Can you imagine what the, can you imagine, I, I, you know, can you imagine what the mid-card would look like? Yeah. Like we had all, I mean, just the mid-card alone would look like if you had the yeah. collaboration between the between the promotions. Oh my gosh. Every match, be... like main event caliber. Yeah. You have to do yeah. like a two-day event just with, because you could put so much in the mid-card. Yeah. 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 I would I, I amazing. Would like when it comes to Battle of the Talkers, the Miz and Eddie Kingston. Yes. Oh. Or, uh, oh, yeah. Um, fuck. What, MJF. 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 Have, a, have, a, have a triple threat. Yeah, absent right now, isn't he? <laughs> MJF has kind of been, he's been kind of confusing me lately. And I don't know, because like I said, I've, I haven't been watching a lot of AEW, so a lot of people have to kind of school me on this. But um, He hasn't been on since his uh, pipe bomb. Oh, yeah, his I pipe think. bomb. And he didn't yeah. he walk out an event or something? He walked out yep. an event, but then he ended up showing back up or something. And Wardlow, I think, squashed him or something or whatever. Who, who squashed him? I think somebody no, squashed him. No, it was Wardlow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think MJF would be good against Randy Orton. Yeah. 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 That's a good match. Hopefully, Randy comes back from his back injury. So, I hope that happens. Hopefully, that happens sooner than later. But you yeah. see, like, I mean, there's so much that uh, just there's so many dream matchups. The idea so conversation that we're having right now is like this is this is something that fans would love to see because you have so many wrestlers who complement each other but are in different promotions. Yep. You know, like it would be great to see that. You know, it would be another dope thing just because it's you know you have the 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 clash or like you know you would have everybody together have a triple threat with the members of the shield oh there you go there you go yeah so not a oh a shield reunion no No. have three of them fight each other i don't think john moxley would be down for a shield reunion anyway so no i'm saying (laughs) i I would like i would i I would like to see moxley in his in his current mindset state yep yes you know alcoholism side uh yeah right right in his in his current mindset and state and the way that he his character is as a wrestler Mm -hmm. against rollins's current character against roman being the supposed dominant character you know and it's like you have those three going together i mean i would see i i i kind of would want to see moxley take both of them both of them on yeah yeah that'd be awesome. yeah that but, but i think it would be better as a triple threat i think it would be better that you didn't have two against one obviously no no i'm, I'm saying it would be it would be a triple threat oh that's saying. what you're, yeah okay that's yeah, what i'm saying, saying that john moxley uh uh i think just with the risks that he takes and how crazy sure. he can get, i think that he would have an upper hand because he has been doing a hell of a lot more than either of them have been doing but part of that's also because they're limited by what wwe allows them to do well i'll be honest with you when he when he was still in 
WWE is Dean Ambrose. I actually think he was the best shield member. I think he was the I one that, too. I mean, he was the one that got all the organic crowd reactions at the time. He was the one that, you know, cause obviously Seth Rollins was doing his only, his whole heel thing with the authority. Roman was kind of being booed when he should have been being cheered, you know, you know, cause the Vince was forcing them down the fans exactly. you know, throat. So Dean was the best one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the I totally enjoyed him. Yeah. I think if they did this and they held that AT&T stadium, it would sell out. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. It would sell out like, boom, all the, all the seats gone. Mm-hmm. But even if it's a two night event, it would sell out. Do you yeah. remember when Moxley, do you remember when Moxley took on Brock Lesnar as Dean Ambrose at that, what, that WrestleMania? I think that was Dallas. I think that was, that was yeah. that in Dallas too, wasn't it? 32? Yeah. yeah. It was 32. Yeah. It's 32. Yeah, 32. Man, that was a, that was a great match. Yeah, it was. <laughs> great match. Well, we have great gone match. off on a hardcore tangent. Yeah, and I, a, I, I love really the that we went off on because this is stuff that I was waiting to do at the end of the show. But I mean, uh, you well, know, this is a great thing about wrestling, man. It turns, it turns one conversation into right. like 15 conversations. You know, yeah. Great. So, I mean, you know, we're probably going to return to this conversation, but just to finish off the rest yep. of the time, because we got three more, uh, three more Absolutely. events, two matches, three more events. Yep. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey right now. Of course, we've all been talking all night about how this, we all felt that this is the match that had the least amount of relevancy. Um, and I mean, again, I'm going to go off my reaction real quick. Uh, you know, I, I felt like you have this character in Ronda Rousey that is supposed to be the unstoppable, unbreakable, un, uh, un-anythingable character. And then Liv Morgan, who is the fan favorite, right? And it's like, you know, she has worked so hard to get where she is and, and, and to gain the relevancy that she is at and it's well-deserved. Um, but the win was completely just kind of flukish, you know? And it felt like it was just, they were trying to go for a squash match, couldn't get it the way that they wanted, but kind of wanted to do a shock value. And it's like, okay, well, how do we continue this rivalry? How do we turn Ronda into a solidified heel uh, and, and you know, make Liv Morgan not have to be the bad guy in this, right? Like she didn't do anything that was actually wrong. Nope. Um, you know, you go for the arm bar, uh, you, you have her shoulders down on the mat, but then she obviously taps at two. Uh, referee doesn't see the tap, and and because you go off of what the referee saw in the first place, yep. you know he saw he saw the the pin and gave the win to Liv Morgan. Uh, I mean, I felt like it was just above a squash match. It wasn't necessarily a squash match, but it just it, it didn't feel like it deserved to be the penultimate match. You know, like I didn't feel like it needed to be there. It was really just you know they put it there because Ronda Rousey is such a big draw. But it's like you know I I felt like what would have went better there would have been that um that Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair match. I felt like that that was is more deserving of being a if not the the main event a penultimate match. Uh given what the main event ended up being that deserved to be where it was at. But I mean like you know like I felt like I felt like they could have switched. But then again if they would have put this at the beginning it would have messed up the uh, um the the whole the whole night. The whole you know? night yep. Yeah it, it would have it immediately felt like oh well we're starting off in Vince's era all over again you know because it was kind of like it went the way it went because it went the way it went and partially because of how the first, uh, the second match went long yeah. um but it's like yeah it, it it just didn't feel like it was like it felt like a match that should have been on raw yeah, yeah. you or know smackdown. or smackdown yeah it didn't it didn't feel like that needed or, or hate to say it it could have been in the uh in the pre-show sure. like, it wasn't something that felt like it should have been um there have you guys noticed they've stopped having matches in the pre-show oh yeah they've been stopped doing that for a while now i'm yeah. surprised at that but yeah they've stopped doing it yeah but uh yeah what are what are your thoughts on this one uh jester so yes this was this was a disappointing match in my opinion uh just because i feel like you know i feel like if you look at it on paper obviously and obviously we in wrestling we deal with sort of theatrical you know way of things and everything obviously in real life ronda would have destroyed live let's not kid ourselves oh yeah but at the same time um i've been you know hearing things that they are trying to give Liv 
of a very lengthy title reign. I don't know what lengthy actually means, but lengthy than what they originally planned for. So they're not trying to, they're not trying to take the title off her immediately. They're, as They're not trying to Sasha Banks her basically. Right. They, exactly. They, they yeah. do not give Sasha Banks any due. Sure. So what I think, I mean, I guess the finish was appropriate if they wanted to continue this going because, you know, uh, number one, it keeps the thing going between Liv and Ronda. Number two, you get the heel turn for Ronda, which I believe is teasing Becky and Ronda for WrestleMania later this year because now you have Ronda as a heel, Becky as a face. Right. I think that might be teasing that. And they've been talking about that match all year that that's going to happen at WrestleMania 39. Um, so the other thing is, too, I also feel like it may have been the reason I, I also don't think it went like with the tone of the night is it was one of the few matches where you didn't have any run ins. So, right. like, I, I would have actually been okay with Natalia and Sonya running in. I mean, as much as, you know, people don't kind of like that whole storyline going on, but I think it would have been made it more believable because um, then you could have ended it a more realistic way, in my opinion. And then it still could have continued with Ronda and, and Liv down the road, too. But I feel like the way it ended personally this way, I don't, I think if you'd had the run in with Sonya and Natalia, you wouldn't have gotten that heel turn from Ronda. I don't think the heel turn would have been as impactful. So the way the re I think the way they ended it was great because it pissed off Ronda. She went off on the referee. She, you know, went off on everybody. Complete heel turn. I think that was masterfully done, actually, even though the match was very substandard, I think. Right. Um, so now I think they're probably going to do some things to her. Like I think actually that her attacking the referee was very significant. I think they're going to yeah. give her like a suspension for a little right. bit. I think they're going right. to suspend her for a little while. So that way Liv can mix it up with some other people in the ring um, and then maybe get ready for maybe a Survivor Series match with Ronda or something like that or whatever. Right, because then um, she comes back and it's like, you know, there's a big pop and, and you know, exactly. like, okay, Ronda's exactly. back and, and she's ready to, to exact her revenge on Liv Morgan. The other the other point I'll make too is I don't think this Ronda run was as good as the first Ronda run. Mm -hmm. I think this run, uh, this, this run that Ronda has done, I don't think has been as impactful as the first one she did. So maybe that's me kind of being tunnel vision there, kind of being like, well, this just doesn't feel as exciting as the first run she had so right. i don't know but yeah disappointing match of the of the night i would say and you know but hopefully we'll see some more positive things in the come out of it down the road right right uh daniel how did you feel about this match i thought at least the ending i thought it made Liv look weak as a champion because the way how she got the how she got the win was it it wasn't necessarily her pinning her like it was just on a technicality that right. Right, these shoulders were down and then her tapping like i don't know it didn't make the champion look very strong i thought right. that obviously before Ronda's heel turn and so now I kind of understood why they did that um uh it, it was it was a little weak match and granted they got their or not granted they got their time cut short because of Miz but right I, it, it could have been a little better if they had more time I felt like they rushed a lot of spots just to kind of get you know much stuff in there but um yeah the the heel turn I thought was it was done good I liked it but I don't know I just thought it made it made Liv look really weak uh, yeah getting the win yeah no I agree with that uh Eric what were your uh, thoughts on this on this match uh, same as you guys. Uh, forgettable. It's just uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was boring. It was boring and pretty much like the only good thing about it, it did trigger like Ronda's heel turn. Yeah, that it looked like. And uh, since they turned Becky face, uh, Becky face in the beginning of the match, and now Ronda heel, that kind of tells you what direction they're gonna go. Right. It made it predictable. Yeah. So yeah. so um, pretty much yeah. It was that's the only good thing that came out of it is that the planned women's matches Ronda and Becky's that's the one the fans wanted. They didn't want Charlotte and Becky and. Ronda 
Rousey. They didn't want they didn't want that match. Right. They wanted Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. Right. You know, like uh, and the thing is though that at the time uh, when the match was supposed to take place, uh, what in 2019, Vince mm-hmm. didn't strike with us. He didn't strike when the kettle was hot. He didn't. He just he just put in Charlotte in there for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh, at least now and now it's kind of I don't know. To me, it seems kind of too late because it's kind of fizzled out. Now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and as James would say, you know, uh, if if you know you put uh, Charlotte in there because she's a guaranteed draw and you know if he doesn't if, if vince didn't feel like the uh, uh the the people who were in the match were gonna draw enough people to watch it and you put charlotte in there and it's a guaranteed draw but it's like i for me it's like i don't care how much of a draw she is it's it's like you're 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 basically saying that there's no relevancy to that match and you're not giving any chance to the people who are in there mm-hmm. when you when you add you know the guaranteed draw okay so now you're taking away from the possible match that this could be this could be a classic match but now it's not because you put charlotte in it exactly. and now i feel with if they're going to go the direction of becky versus ronda it feels too late it's not as relevant as it used to be i mean maybe triple h can get it relevant uh, relevant again yeah, yeah. i mean, I mean if there's anybody that can figure it out it's probably going to be yeah. all of us man. yeah well you know the one angle they can take is just real quick the one angle they can take is ronda still has been talking you know here and there about how she doesn't feel like her shoulder was down during that match that triple threat match that becky pinned her in so yeah. he could do something as simple as triple h could be like hey let's go off that let's say ronda you know is still angry that she feels like she shouldn't have lost to becky uh when they won the two belts and everything well, and you can just like, build it from there that's twice that she got screwed over by a ref and that's why yep. she uh, uh she attacked the ref yep. you know and it's like you know if this would have never happened if it wasn't for becky lynch and you start a rivalry with becky lynch you know i mean it's it's there's ways you can get around it right it sure. won't be as crass as i just did it but i mean like you know you, you can yeah. you can do that but i think eric's right in a way they kind of they kind of have missed the the ball on it you know, a little bit but i do feel in a way it is salvageable it is yeah. it is salvageable it may not mean as much as it probably would have done two years ago but they can they can take it you know they can make nothing into something they could do it right now. right uh before we jump into chris eric uh eric just let me know that he's got to get going uh so unfortunately uh senior ruiz needs to get going here so real quick before you go dude go ahead and uh put yourself and put lucha Rillas over yeah i will then hey uh we are going to be interviewed we're going to be on the podcast on august 15th me and the, the co-founder luis we're going to be oh, on yeah. and we're going to be promoting the brand um we're going to come up with a launch date finally at that time <laughs> nice because <laughs> we were supposed to it was supposed to be july 1st but so many things came up where it's just like oh man we can't do it this time so right. we're at that time we're going to give an actual launch date around that time and uh we want to get things we want to get the ball rolling because we like we got all the designs already ready to go and the last one i have to post it soon i will post it eventually and uh that'll be season one season yeah one. super and excited man i'm super excited to see more so from Lutrillas and everything like that because dude all those designs are super fun and then the uh um the the speaker the bluetooth speaker that you guys put out uh with uh the the distance nerd gorilla on it was was awesome oh, sweet I'm glad you guys liked it yeah and we're gonna do another giveaway soon too we're gonna we have two other designs for speakers yeah and uh and a few prints we we've actually away. had we actually had people asking us uh if those will ever become available for them to buy uh i, I think somebody actually messaged you yeah uh, about about wanting to purchase those or like whether they'll become available for purchase yeah gotta talk to lucy he's gotta talk to buck box yeah right so, so right. well eric man we appreciate you coming on and, and giving us your knowledge man yeah, it's uh, been fun yep we will see fun. you in uh about two weeks right on the show this should be a regular thing this roundtable discussion with wrestling i'd like yeah, to do that's this. what we're planning on doing we're planning on doing like you know like after every main event we're going to be trying to do uh some, something like this yeah like a I like it the aw wwe pay-per-view stuff like that right sounds good to me yeah sounds awesome all right guys nice seeing all you right, brother you, you have a good day man have a good, have a good one, one. Have a good all one. right so chris what uh what were your thoughts on this uh live morgan ronda rousey 
you know, it was another match, one of my least favorites of the night. Um, I do hope, I really hope they give Liv a, at least let her test the waters this champ and just see what she can do. I think she's one been one of the kind of under most underrated people, and she's got a lot of talent. Um, but yeah, I, I want to say, uh, like Jester G said on paper, on paper, Ronda should have murdered her. So, um, and I also feel like this run for Ronda is just she's just kind of there, I, and I don't know what it is like. Although I, I, mm, I kind of didn't like how she ran through everybody the first run, but at least she had presence. Now it just mm-hmm. feels like there's something missing. Um, yeah, and I don't even it's think that at this point. Yeah, and I don't even think at this point in time she's the draw that everybody thinks she was. Like I don't even you know a couple of years ago she was just mm-hmm. fresh off of her the end of her UFC career and coming in. But um, again, that was years ago. So because they're know, still trying to this baddest woman on the planet thing, and it's like yeah, exactly, and yeah. it's just it's not there anymore. And even you know she wasn't the best wrestler coming in, and she was learning, but she's still yep. still showing that she has a lot left to learn yeah um you know she's just <laughs> i could i could honestly do without ronda rousey at this point in time so um that could be also why i didn't think too much of the match but i just think that the match was short for what it was but you know uh hopefully they'll give Liv a better showing on the next uh live event absolutely uh just comment in the chat jackie just said who invited a member of the bloodline she's talking about you daniel <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, apparently she's acknowledging you acknowledge me <laughs> i got i got two 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 last points on this on this match here a little bit yeah. so number one uh just to piggyback off chris what chris just said i feel like you know, like i said i don't know i can't read ronda or wwe's mind or anything but i feel like on this run like i feel like wwe almost had to talk ronda into coming back like yeah. i think in the first one she was really excited to come to wwe when she was you know she came she was the raw women's champion you could tell like she had enthusiasm to be there like this yeah. one i think they just called her and said hey you know what we're struggling we just fired like 250 people and we need <laughs> you to come back and win the royal rumble and do all that stuff and she said well you know what okay i'll come back and i think at first maybe she was excited to come back i think she was but then once the royal rumble kind of high got off after she you know won the royal rumble i think she was like what have i done why did i come back i don't know yeah. why i came back i've got a family at home i don't need to be here you know and it almost feels like like she has that disconnect with the with the fans now like she's not like like chris said she's just there she's just right. kind of going through the motions and all that stuff the other point i'll make is real quick is i think ronda rousey was the wrong person for Liv to cash in on um yeah i, I feel like Liv. i do feel like Liv deserves a title run i do i feel like she deserves it she's worked hard for it but i feel like realistically i think i think ronda was the wrong person for her to cash in on as soon as she cashed in on ronda i was like all right how are they going to make this even seem realistic i mean ronda is an mma person uh, mma fighter and live you know all all respect to her she's a great wrestler but like i said it's two different worlds two different worlds so i think she would have been better off like maybe i hate to say this but it was almost better if natalia got a fluke win over ronda at the last pay-per-view and then live cashed in on uh on natalia that would have been actually more realistic then at least you would have had natalia in there a little bit because natalia is a great worker she can get people over too um and i just think it would have made it more realistic for you to straight up go after ronda i I don't know of a lot of women in the wwe that can do that and make it look realistic outside of a maybe a couple maybe yeah and i mean the 
that's just the way I feel. That's just the way I feel about it. Mean, yeah, and I mean, like they're, they're they could have done a much better storyline with that, given the history that they have and their friendship and the fact mm-hmm. that Rhonda is. I mean, uh, um, that that um, Natalia is the one that trained Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Rhonda, yeah. everything she knows about wrestling, right? Yeah. So it's just like you know, like there's so there, there's there's a better match there. There's a better storyline there, and they didn't go with it. You know, they just kind of yeah. went into this. Uh, oh well, now they have a sudden rivalry, and he. I mean, you know, they have this just this like there was no relevancy to the match mm-hmm. and it's like there's a way better buildup that they could have done that they didn't do yeah. uh, and again i blame bruce pritchard you know <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you know there's so much there that they didn't use that they could have used and made that so much more compelling of a story that they yep. didn't do you know so i mean again you know bruce pritchard and, and and vince mcmahon thank you for leading yeah i mean and don't get me wrong i was as excited as anybody else to see live get that money in the bank and cash in and everything but at the same time now that the dust is settled i'm like you know what you guys robbed live you guys robbed her yeah. and you guys have made her like like uh like daniel said uh you, you've made him look you've made her look like a weak champion yeah. already and she isn't even what a month in yep. she's not even a month in she already looks like a weak champion already now hopefully that changes maybe if ronda get that's why i think they need to give ronda the suspension for attacking the referee sort of get her out of the picture a little bit and bring mm-hmm. her back later or start a story with becky and stuff like that but give live because that will benefit live if you get ronda out of the picture that'll right. benefit live can go through some other opponents sort of build herself back up take the take the weak champion uh stigma away from her yeah so yep right 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 uh so chris did i i got to you already on this right yes sir okay i'm just making sure i, I had a blank moment for a minute there <laughs> <laughs> so uh moving on to the next event and this is we're gonna be real quick on this one right yep, yep. glenn jacobs announces attendance at 48,449. uh were we excited to see glenn jacobs the mayor of knoxville aka kane may and they called him mayor kane at that right it's like oh you're not gonna call him glenn jacobs because we don't know that he was the the the, the <laughs> dentist okay so it's all good yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you know uh or you know um oh, what I mean? favorite demon you're the devil's favorite demon. Uh, how did we feel about Glenn Jacobs being able to or coming in and announcing that large number in the crowd? I mean, it was it was an okay sentimental moment. You know, he's a mayor in Tennessee and all that stuff. It was okay, but beyond that, I mean, it was a nice little you know feel good moment for about five seconds. And that yeah, was probably and, it. and I think that's what they're going for is hometown yeah. boy kind of thing, right? Yeah. And the same thing that they that went when they talked about how Bianca's from from Knoxville and everything like that. You know, they 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 kind of made a big deal about them being hometown hero kind of thing, even though they're like three hours away but i mean still i was okay with him doing the fire thing at the end too that was okay yes, i was, was, I was actually, all right it was an added touch nice touch what's <laughs> funny is when uh when he did it uh jackie goes oh is that kane and i was like yeah and she goes is he gonna do it is he gonna do it and then he does it. she goes he did it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta let him do that yeah right uh daniel how'd you feel man um it was kind of like the whole jeff Jarrett thing you know he was there because you know tennessee um i was making breakfast during it so i wasn't really paying attention but i saw him do the his you know his kane thing which I thought was really cool. So um, it was just uh, I could have done without. You, I, you know, they they usually do the attendance during WrestleMania, so that was kind of cool that they did it during SummerSlam. But, right. Yeah. Otherwise, like I could have done without it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're what you mean, uh, Chris? How'd you feel about Glenn Jacobs showing up? Uh, you know, he's WWE Hall of Famer, so it it makes sense if they're in Tennessee that he was there. So um, I I mean, hey, instead of doing my mayor job, uh, I'm gonna just go drive down to to, 
to Nashville and you know <laughs> in an event. I mean, I, I, I don't have anything think, in Nashville to do. I think he, you kind of since SummerSlam is supposed to be like the summer version of WrestleMania, um, mm-hmm. you know, just not as not as big as Mania. Um, I think you you know you got to have those spots that feel good spots. So I think it worked. There we go. So again, that was like a little baby filler thing right there to lead into the main event. The every I'm pretty sure this is what everybody is talking about right now because it was yeah. the most over the top match we've had in at least 20 years. <laughs> We have not had a match this insane since Steve Austin was driving in on beer trucks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, last man standing match, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. All right, Jester G-Man, your thoughts, man. I got to be honest with you. Uh, the way this match was going down and all the moving parts and everything, man, I was having anxiety attacks a little bit because I was just like, <laughs> wow, this stuff is like going in every which dicker. I mean, they're throwing everything out there literally except the kitchen sink. I mean, they're doing everything. Um, what I'll say, uh, I didn't know what he was going to do with that tractor, although I had a strange feeling he was going to do something we were going to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and he <laughs> tipped over the ring. That is, I thought I'd seen it all when Big Show and Mark Henry like actually collapsed the ring or right. even somebody even did it before that even before before Mark Henry and Big Show I think it was Brock Big Show and Mark Big Show were the first to for first to collapse the ring back in 2002 mm-hmm. I thought yep. that was going to top it um, seeing him taking that uh, tractor and like flipping almost flipping the ring yeah and um, Roman falls was, like, hoppling out of the ring I mean that was just that was just crazy over the top and yes had very stone cold uh, vibe to it yeah um, the I will say the crowd was completely invested in this whole match I mean they I don't I, I'd be surprised if anybody got up to go to the bathroom during that match i mean even if they were about to pee down their leg they probably didn't even get up so um so i so this is this is where i think wwe had some good strategy here so you know how they handled the whole theory angle right now personally i think theory came out too too soon that's what i think happened i think he should have just waited till everybody destroyed everybody but evidently that wasn't the angle that wwe was going for but i will say that um i did like how they handled it you know he still stood you know he still kept his word he came down and tried to cash in and but he did didn't have a failed cash in, which I think was a good, important thing. And he literally got destroyed. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, he, he literally, I forgot who destroyed him. Was it Roman or was it Brock? I can't remember who actually destroyed him, but he got destroyed. He, he got totally. Well, I, I, so, I mean, he got, it might have been both. By both but, of yeah, them. I think both of them yeah. got a hold of it. I want to say Brock is the one that, like, you know, like took him out. But yeah. then Roman, uh, after he can take down Brock, he went went back and picked up the money in the bank. Uh, I think Roman beat him with his own case. Yeah, I think yeah, Roman beat him with his own case before yeah. going and hitting Brock listener with it and it was like it was just kind of funny it was almost comedic relief to see yeah austin theory get his ass kicked before like he, he was, had a chance to to, to 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 cash in like he was he was relevant in the match but he wasn't like it was like he went yeah. from being relevant to not being relevant real quick which i think that's what they were going for and i think uh a plus to a plus to wwe i think they played that off pretty well yeah now rock lesnar i if you didn't believe he was a beast before um this this was the match that uh it, first of all one stat that i don't know if you guys heard the announcement did you know this was Brock Lesnar's very first last standing match? Last yes. Man standing match? Yeah. He's never been in a last man standing match. I, I couldn't believe that. I was actually in disbelief. But um, but the fact that Roman couldn't beat him and Roman was hitting him with everything. I mean, he yeah. hit him with a briefcase. He hit him with a tie. I mean, he hit him with both titles. He hit him with like I, three spears, one after another. <laughs> yeah, I think he threw both the Usos at him. I think I, yeah. I think he did that. Double super think, kick. Um, and then it took throwing almost everything at ringside. I mean, I was surprised he didn't actually throw the ring on 
on him. Like he didn't go get in the tractor and like tip the ring over on him and stuff. So I'm sure uh, the only reason they didn't do that because I, I I guarantee you they thought of that. Yeah, they right? probably Triple H was like, mm, no, I'm gonna kill. They're probably like, you know what? Uh, there's there's a safety <laughs> issue with that. And I was we, just about to say you got to worry about the fans. Yeah, you got to worry. Yeah, yeah. Say uh, fan safety and superstar safety. But they were probably like, you know, like we given you know, uh, uh, you know, we are they are pretty much acting through the entire thing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, at this point, if we put the ring on top of him, we might actually like yeah. physically. But you're right. Talk. You're right. It probably crossed somebody's mind. It oh probably, yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody in creative right. was like, "What if?" Not even that. This? I bet you Brock was like, "So what if we just tip the whole ring on top of me?" <laughs> right? And and they were just like, "We can't. No, we can't do that." Right? I wouldn't like, be surprised. No, they were like, "Dude, if, yeah, you're right." They're, they're like, right. "If if the post impales you, we can't bring you back, dude." <laughs> yeah. So they can't hit the rewind button on that one. Yeah, they were like, "Um, you know, we'll we'll just throw everything on ringside on top of you." And he's like, "Okay, whatever." But I but I will say this match. This match has probably been. I would dare say this probably has been probably the best match between Roman and Brock. I would say the most exciting, most, I I think everybody was invested in it. I think um, definitely the most exciting, obviously, because of all the spots it had, all the chaos. I mean, I think honestly, sometimes that's what WWE fans like. If if not wrestling fans in general, they like chaos sometimes uh, when it's appropriate. Um, And, you know, a lot of people like to complain. You know, I've heard a lot of people, this very controversial subject, you know, everybody gets tired of seeing Roman versus Brock, Roman versus Brock. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm okay with rematches as long as it tells a good story. And I'm sorry, what better story out there is Roman and Brock right now? Roman and Brock is a good story. It is. Well, yes, you get tired of seeing them every once in a while, but it's still a good story. Here's so, the thing: is I'm I'm I I am tired of Brock and Roman because it, yeah. it they've they've had this, and it's mainly because they've had the same match yeah. over and over and over again. They have. Well, not, this is a good finale. This is a right, good finale, right? Like their their entire everything that they've done uh, aside from. Um, when they were in Jeddah, right? Like yeah. when they had the um, uh, cage uh, the cage match, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, everything that they've been doing has been the same exact match. Jeddah was the only thing that was different because yeah. they had the controversy of who landed first when he when he speared him through the cage, right. Right? right? And it's like that's where like okay, we have some something good that's here. This match, if if every match was as unique as this match was, yeah, I would have loved this rivalry that much more, right? I, yeah, that's a good point. That but is a very good point. Right. The, the whole issue with their rivalry is it's been boring and it's been the same match mm-hmm. over and over again right they do the same three moves between the th- b- between yeah. the two of them and it's like you know this is th- these matches are they're there because they're the big draws right now yeah. but it's like they're not really doing anything right and, and i agree with you on that set on that on that point you're right like i think the i think the story itself is good mm-hmm. but at the same time you're right the matches with the exception of maybe a couple like you just said mm-hmm. have kind of been the same match and i don't know if they've been short matches because some of them have been very short matches too like some of them, have, you know, because Brock had a problem sometimes uh, with Stanima back then. Like he could only be in short matches for a while, and and then Roman, I don't know, there was there was controversy that Roman was actually hurt during the WrestleMania match, which I think later we figured out that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I mean, most of the matches have kind of been, you know, the matches themselves have kind of been, you know, a little lackluster and everything like that. But I still think the story was good. I still mm-hmm. think the story was good. Um, like Roman's I'll be best honest with you. was I was gonna say Roman's best rivalry was Roman and Braun Strowman because there was so 
much that they did to each other. That's, that's very world. true. You're right. That is very, you they know? had an ambulance match. They had a, yeah, they, they mixed it up a lot. You're right. Braun Strowman was throws, probably his best. The yeah. one where Braun throws the chair at Roman, like he just throws a straight up chair at him. <laughs> and then he tipped over the truck backstage yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So what I will say this, like a lot of people are starting to believe, a lot of people are starting to talk. They say, well, do we really believe that this is the last Roman Brock match and everything? I'm like, well, I'm going to let you know a little secret, at least from my point of view, they're not going to top this match. They're no. not going to top it. I'm sorry. They're it's not going to top it. So mm-hmm. you have to end it on this match. You yeah. have to because they any can't match you do going forward with these two, it's not going to live up to it to the hype. It's not going to live up. So I think the finale was last night. Yeah. I think it was. You know, th- there's no way to live up to the match that they had. They yeah. had last night. You cannot top that no, match. You cannot top it. Yeah, uh, Daniel, what did you think, man? What, what, what were your overall thoughts? What was you know so much stuff in that however long that match was? Which finally a pay per view or a match that Brock Lesnar is in and he's not in the shortest match of the night. Which right, not, you're right. Yeah. Yep. which I thought was great. Like, they, they had a really good amount of time. Um, when Brock came in in the tractor, I thought, oh, it's just Brock being Brock. That's just his little way of just coming in. Um, who I don't think anyone on this earth besides whoever, you know, planned the match knew that that was going to happen. Right. It was great. It was like, I, I'm i sitting there with Bethany and like, oh my God. And I was like showing her. I was like, look, look what the hell is just going on right now? Like, what? Like, this is crazy. But it was great. Like, the I think the crowd, obviously with the Roman and Lesnar match, the crowd's like, oh, it's just going to be another match. Like, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we should go home or whatever. But I think everyone didn't. No one expected that, and it no. was yeah. It, was, yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I I agree about. I think Theory came in a little too early on that. Um, like he probably should have came in later and maybe had a successful cash in, right? Or kind of been like what how they mentioned at Mania 31 when Rollins came in and made it a triple threat. Yeah, and that's what I thought was gonna happen. I thought he yeah. was gonna make it a triple threat, and then he was gonna end up like maybe Roman was gonna knock out uh Brock, and he was gonna yeah. go and like. But I mean, in a last man standing match, you can't. Yeah, you can't really do that. That really i don't i don't think you can make that a triple threat because a last standing match you gotta you yeah. i mean it's gonna be hard for somebody to stay down for the 10 count with everybody that's involved now it's gonna yeah. be like i don't think that would have been realistic really i think what he was trying to do like what they almost made it seem like was gonna happen was brock and roman were both out mm-hmm. right uh and he was gonna cash in and then just wait for them to not get up while they were both down well that's but what i was hoping was got gonna up. Yeah. yeah and like brock got up and then beat the shit out of him before he could cash in so it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah but i think i like i said i think wwe handled it the right way because like i said yeah, I, 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 that tells me that tells me that they do have some plans for a theory and they didn't want him to do a failed cash in but they made it realistic that he was coming down to cash in but then he got he just got I, I, i'm speechless of how obliterated he got like he got I, I thought he was laying there dead for a minute there i was just like he got he got obliterated so, right yeah so uh chris what were your thoughts on uh uh on this match man uh i thought it was definitely the best match they've had in in their entire rivalry and i think yeah. that was what was missing was the fact that yeah you you when you said it they were having you know just same one-on-one one-on-one and outside of yeah that one cage match has been like come on you guys you have all these different types of matches if you're going to do it at least try it in different scenarios um i liked uh i don't know if you guys have seen floating around uh brock lesnar tossing the mic and uh roman catching it like effortlessly he just like flips it and and then Roman catches it. Nobody even sees it, but I've been seeing that going around. Um, oh, I, I like that. that. But yep. flipping the ring over, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in no. my life. And yeah. I was like, that's cool as shit. Yeah, um, that was cool. We just lost Daniel, by the way, guys. Uh, yeah, I saw he, he froze for a little bit. And <laughs> then yeah, he was frozen. Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought, I just thought, it was, I thought it was great. And yeah. um, if it is the last match, I don't think it will be because I mean, I'm just doing this in my head. Brock has lost 
lost three in a row now to Roman. And I don't think he's ever done that in his career. Lost Anybody three right. straight big events. Mm. So mm, maybe that's that's why I kind of feel like you I'm I'm thinking that Brock will take these to get that one back. Um <laughs> I don't know when it'll happen, if it'll even happen. Maybe Brock is just happy in this new character where he's like, I don't have to carry the title and defend and I can just kind of be free. And, you know, his character right now works. Mm -hmm. He's funny. Um, he reminds me of like the 04, 05. Maybe, no, maybe it was earlier than that when Brock, you know, when he had, um, when he had the, uh, who came out? Was he rivaling with Eddie? And then he had the mariachi band. And he, you know, oh, yeah. when he had characters. <laughs> yeah, I remember stuff yep. like that yep. so yep. that's what it kind of his character reminds me of now yep. um yeah so and i hope he's i hope they kind of let him stick with that because it's it's so good that you know he's talking for himself even though he doesn't have to say much but you know he's getting his point across he's still being dominant in the ring but it's just he's a much better character so yep. i think these two uh like like jester said there's no other story you're going to tell right now mm -hmm. at least something that's not built you got to build from the ground up if you're going to do something else at this point in time or you bring in a superstar i.e the rock for Holly, uh, wrestlemania hollywood if you're going to do that but mm -hmm. um you know excellent match and best way to end the night so uh i will i don't know if this was already written by vince and bruce or if this was triple h but i feel like this is triple h added like maybe he took the idea and then just peppered in some more stuff mm -hmm. like why don't you flip the ring over with the tractor um <laughs> i could see triple h saying something like that yeah uh, but i again you know the match it was it was phenomenal yeah, yeah absolutely 100 yeah. agree man that was that was uh, a great way to end the show um i mean the only thing that i i was sitting there waiting for and i kept saying it in the chat is is bray gonna show up is bray gonna show up because you know bray wyatt hasn't signed a contract with anybody and we're seeing all these people come back because triple h is in charge so it'd be awesome to see bray wyatt show up but as soon as he flipped uh, pulled the ring up and flipped the ring he's like well he's not hiding under there <laughs> <laughs> and the only the only reason i uh the only reason i brought that up to you phil too last night was remember mm -hmm. the thing i was saying was does every, does anybody remember how roman started his reign as universal champion he beat the fiend for the universal yep. championship mm -hmm. so if you know paying attention to some of the things that bray wyatt has either been saying on his twitter or something like that he said something vince mcmahon told him uh you know go ahead what it said what it said begin again that's what you do kid or something like that or i, I can't remember exactly what the tweet was and i took that is as you know he's got to go back to the beginning of what you know what started it because if you really think about it that's where the fiend started kind of his downward spiral is when is when uh roman beat him for the title after that yeah. kind of the fiend didn't do much after that i mean he he was in that thing with alexa bliss and roman i mean randy and all that stuff and then you know before we knew he was gone every yeah he yeah. wasn't in there all the time and just yep, like so... randomly every three months just show up like what and then leave again what and obviously i think that was tomorrow. due to you know they say the rumors are the reason he was off and on much as he was dealing with uh, uh his buddy's uh death which was uh what was it what, what, what's his name uh the guy luke from, yeah luke harper or whatever oh. Actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual and they name. say you know he took that really hard because it was his best friend and right. and all that stuff which you know i totally get and I, I know that's probably why he would need some time off and stuff and and i think that's why alexa kind of filled in for him a little bit when he was dealing with that which you know obviously she's no fiend but you know she had to kind of you know go with that storyline which i think in the beginning that storyline uh, huh brody lee brody, yeah, lee, brody yeah. lee brody yeah. lee right um so and i i think b believe it or not i'll just go off on a little tangent here i don't think in the beginning i don't think alexa bliss was doing 
doing too bad of a job with that. But then it got kind of it got kind of old really quick. Like, yeah. like real kinda, quick. Yeah, real quick. But I think and in the they beginning they stopped, were they stopped doing stuff with her for it. Like yeah. she just was that money in the bank where she just kind of stood at the turnbuckle and not did anything. And like, what are you yeah. doing? Man? Yeah, it was it was it was really strange. And yeah, was, they, they sort of they sort of didn't make her a, a major player in any of the women's matches or anything like that. Like she was just kind of like I think she even talks about this to this day. Like she was that supernatural character, but it became that she was just there. She wasn't. She didn't have yeah. a story to really go to once the was the over. Was, yeah, huh? nothing with the character. It was such a good turn. Yeah, because Bray wasn't there. There was no direction for the character whatsoever. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Bray wrote the majority of those stories, so it was just kind sure, of like, sure. you know, you didn't have Bray Wyatt there, or you know, you didn't have him there writing those stories. So mm-hmm. they didn't know what to do with Alexa Bliss, and it was just like, I mean, you can still achieve a good story with this character if you write it right. They just didn't know how to write it. Yeah, they didn't know how to write it because Bray, yeah, you're right. Bray's ideas were not there anymore because he was absent for a while. And mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, when they started The Fiend and her together in the beginning, I thought they were really onto something. They were going to make something pretty good. And then, like I said, once, you know, things just happened, you know, it turned into something that was like, eh, I don't know. And then, of course, they unceremoniously took her out of that character and had Charlotte Flair kind of put her on the shelf for a little while, you know, after that match that she had was that was very forgettable. I don't yeah. remember what pay-per-view it was on. Um, and then she went away for her. I think she took some time off because she was having some kind of surgery or something like that. And then, and she was getting married to Ryan, whatever his name is. Right. And then, um, and then obviously she came back and, and I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't, I haven't disliked her character since she's been back, but it's been, it's been kind of the same thing. They've been kind of not doing much with her, but I'd like the promo that she gave on raw. She kind of said that she's going to get herself back into the title picture. So I mean, she's definitely not the Alexa bliss that we all no, love. Not the goddess at all. I don't yeah, think she's I mean, the goddess. At all. The goddess character was amazing. Uh, and you know, it's kind of like, she didn't really need a character change at that point, but then nope. moving her into this Bray Wyatt character and moving her into, uh, potentially basically being sister Abigail, which I thought that's what that was going to go. Yeah. Was I like, thought that's what it was too. Yeah. yeah. That she was like possessed by sister Abigail. Uh, like going into that storyline would have been like, Oh, this, this is cool. This is the mm-hmm. way to elevate her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't do anything with it. And then nope. they just made her this creepy chick with a, with a possessed doll. And it's like, yeah. why? Like you, you can do so much with this character. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. <laughs> so again, to, to, to stay on to, uh, uh, relevancy here and everything, sure. uh, moving on to the last thing predictions. And I know we got into a lot of this earlier, right? But, uh, given everything that happened, uh, last night, what's, what's your, uh, in a quick synopsis, what's, what's next? What do you think is going to happen next? Uh, well, I've been trying to kind of, I've been kind of been in denial about this, but I think uh, we are probably going to see The Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. Okay. I think that's going to happen. However, I don't think necessarily it's going to be for a title. I don't think a title might, a title might not be involved in the match. And Who's I think that? they've even said it. I, I've been saying it on my podcast for about a year that if they have the Rock Roman match, they don't need a title mm-hmm. to have this match. I think this match will be big enough without the universal title and everything. Right. So it's more of a who's, who's the real head of the table. Yep. So I think Roman could lose the title before WrestleMania. And I, I'm still going to go out there. I've been sticking with him. You've heard, if you've been listening to my episodes, I've stuck with Drew most of the time. Yeah. I think Drew's going to be the one that's going to take it off Roman. I one think McIntyre is the, the most relevant and the closest. Who's that? Oh, that would, that would be Jackie. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, um, I mean, I think McIntyre is the most relevant and the uh, the most likely to take Roman out. I mean, you know, there's not very many other people who are out there that, that are a show of strength the way that McIntyre is, right? So, I mean, like, I think that uh, if anybody is going to take him out, it's McIntyre unless, again, Bray Wyatt shows back up. And if Bray Wyatt uh, shows back up in the WWE, I think The Fiend uh, has a very high chance of taking Roman out. Let me let me ask you this question, too. So, I, I know people have have liked The Fiend and they've liked the uh, the, the Firefly Fun, uh, the Firefly Fun, easy for me to say, Firefly Funhouse character of Bray Wyatt. But my thing is, and maybe it's because of the downward spiral The Fiend sort of went into before he before he ultimately left the WWE for a little while. I, I've actually been asking myself the debate, which which uh, Bray Wyatt did I like by, better? Did I like the Eater of Worlds or did, did I like The Fiend better? Um, I mean, there's obviously some things that I really like about The Fiend. I thought, I think The Fiend, when he first started out and he was kind of like, I don't know if you guys picked up on this story, but everybody he was going after, he was sort of sending them back to their roots, if you remember. Like mm-hmm. he would, uh, I can't remember who the first person, who was, who was the first person he went after? I, I, it may have been Kurt Angle or something like that, but he sent them back. It was almost like he was sending them back in time to their actual roots and their genesis of the whatever they he sent he sent Finn Balor back to NXT he uh you know did a bunch of that stuff I thought it was an interesting way they they were he, he, how the fiend was picking his opponents right he did um, that with Cena uh, Mania remember yeah did that with the, Cena uh, Mania when he yeah did the flashbacks and stuff so I liked the way that they were doing that with the fiend but then like I said once and I even liked like I said I liked the beginning of the fiend and Alexa Bliss but then once that kind of went off the rails I'm not gonna lie I I kind of lost I kind of lost a little bit of the interest in the fiend because I thought something had been taken away from the fiend and I thought he didn't look as strong as he did in the beginning right and uh and i'll be honest with you i've always been a fan of bray wyatt's older character the eater of worlds when he was the leader of the wyatt family and i've always liked that character yeah. um that so i'm not sure which i'm not sure which bray wyatt i'd like to see come back i'm I'm not sure right now that's the debate i'm having with myself right now is like yeah. i'm not sure which one i want to see come back like the, the 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 swamp uh the swamp cult leader idea was was really cool i mean yeah. i i like bray wyatt uh i mean you know he's one of the few guys who's shirt i have right i actually have mm-hmm. the um it's a uh, uh, firefly firefly funhouse one it's um the uh uh the wyatt gym shirt oh i wanted the yowie wowie shirt from the fiend yowie wowie like. uh, yeah, I've, I've got one of the early bray wyatt shirt yeah yeah um but i mean like you know um but but then like again you know when he becomes the fiend and he's just like this twist demon you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i i love the duality of the character like it was almost yeah, like i did like that part personality uh and you know is is it's it's just i, I thought it was a really good way to do his character mm-hmm. uh and then like the small references to like you know the the kind of just weird demonic things that would come out of his mouth that you know it was almost like you know children playing with blood kind of shit and it was just <laughs> it, it was creepy but that's what made his character compelling right yeah, so it's exactly. kind of like i like that the eater of worlds i did like the whole cult thing where he had like these just giant beasts following him everywhere mm-hmm. uh and you know they had like the 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 the, the lamb masks and things yeah. like that and they were just it was it was scary you know i mean like bray wyatt was really good about writing characters that scared the crap out of you you know and it was like and the lantern when they used to do the intro the lantern we'd say you know he'd light the lantern and say we are here and they'd blow the lantern out and come out i yeah that was, that was an awesome Dude, intro. that was awesome that. yeah I he loved had that. one of the best entrances yeah right or um what he would say uh follow follow the buzzards follow, follow the buzzards, the buzzards. Yeah. right like you know yeah. like just, there were things that he said that were just they made him a compelling character he was and can you believe he was husky harris can you believe that oh yeah, yeah i just cannot believe that <laughs> He was Husky Harris. Harris, right? Because Vince hated him so much. Uh, Which, again, another issue that he had with Vince McMahon was constant.
constantly weight issues because Vince was always like, well, you're too fat. You need to get more muscular or you need to you know, drop weight. That's why when he became the fiend, he dropped so much weight, you yeah. know, because Vince told, gave him gave him an ultimatum that said that uh, if you don't lose this amount of weight, uh, then I'm then I'm cutting your contract. But the know? funny thing is, he moved so well for a big guy. I mean, he, he moved yeah. really well. He's and a Bam Bam Bigelow, basically. Like, you to be honest with you, when he when he came out at WrestleMania, that's when you saw the weight loss is when he came out oh, yeah. at WrestleMania. The fiend looks small. I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like what, is the, what is this fiend? I don't I don't know. What, he didn't even look menacing. Hardly. It looked like a cartoon character. Almost. Yeah. Or or like, you know, how Vader used to like, you know, do flips off the ropes and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Like, um, you know, he, Bray Wyatt has always been really good at writing. He's he's a, he's a solid wrestler. Uh, Not even solid. Like uh, solid is is an understatement. The dude was a amazing wrestler. Yeah. Right? He took the business seriously being what well, he was a third generation wrestler. Right. Because wasn't yep. uh wasn't his uh, grandfather also a wrestler? His dad was yeah. IRS. But I mean, yeah, like, his dad's dad's IRS. IRS. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember who his grandfather was. But yeah, I think he's a third like, generation. Like, yeah. Like that, yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. I, I, I IRS also uh, there's another connection to IRS. Like they have another family member. They're part of like another family tree. I feel like. Too. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Like, um, he has pedigree when it comes. Yeah. To- yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 You know, and then on top of that, not only do you have all this wrestling pedigree, uh, you are an amazing writer yourself. You have a yeah. amazing character. He has the creativity. Definitely. He has. The right. You know, so just I, I thought that was a giant mistake for them to say, like, oh, we, we, we pay him too much. So we're going to let him go. <laughs> and it's like that is that that is dumb, especially right in the middle of a giant draw that he was because he they, I mean, they were getting ready to push him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the that was the most weird thing is that they were put, they were fired like his firing came so unexpectedly because right. he was he, yeah he was getting ready to get a big push and yeah, he was on like raw the, the, the week before yeah yeah, yeah. So that's that's what like kind of threw me off is like you he literally just had a promo like last week and you fired him mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you yeah. know so i mean like it was it was weird the stuff that happened with that but it's like um i i think again going back into predictions uh if if not drew mcintyre um then they settled whatever's happening with uh with 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 wyatt and he comes back uh and you get the fiend and imagine the pop dude mm, imagine mm. the pop if the if, if if not not even if, if it was just the fiend like if, if bray wyatt just you you wouldn't even need to see bray wyatt all you would have to hear is the laugh and the flicker of the lights and yep. everyone would the pop would be nuts and you know what's I, what's interesting about that is if if I, I just had this thought just you listen to you to say what you were saying and to be honest with you bray wyatt versus roman wouldn't even need a title to be quite honest that could be a big draw like you could have you know whether you have drew beat him for the title or you even have you know you have theory cash in on him you can have you can have bray come back and like you said all you need is the all you need is the pyrotechnics or whatever whatever come off and, and maybe the laugh in the background and everything and it shows you know now you've hit rock bottom roman now i'm coming after you and you know it, it, that would be powerful too i think i don't even think you need a title for that I, right. I think that would be a big draw you know even i mean he could even you could even replace bray wyatt with i mean you could place the rock with bray wyatt and bray wyatt and roman i think could take on each other roman at wrestlemania i think yeah. so i absolutely agree with that yep. you know now that they're not paying like you know uh two million dollars in hush money they can afford people again so <laughs> <laughs> You watch, they're going to hire everybody back now. That's I know, cool. right? You're going to get all those superstars back, but not only that, you're they're going to be relevant. They're not just going to be sitting yeah. on the sidelines the way that they were before, right? They're mm-hmm. actually going to get good storylines. They're going to be put in factions yep. where they can stay, still stay relevant, even if they're not wrestling that week, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, so uh, moving on to other predictions, uh, Daniel, what predictions do you have going forward from here? What do you think is going to happen on Raw or even between now and Clash uh, Clash at the Castle? I, I think Drew might win at Clash at the Castle. I, I do too. 
too. I think he'll probably win. That gives Roman I uh, some time to you know take more time off of what he has been doing. That gets the you know the little monkey off of his back of having the title but still appearing while still wanting to take some time off. Mm-hmm. I think Drew will win at Clash of the Castle, and then from there, may and then maybe Bray shows up right there, and then they start something. Right. Or, mm-hmm. Man, it's really hard to tell, like especially now with this new like Triple H era, it's hard to tell like what will happen because now I feel like anything can happen and we all could just be wrong and and like, or like Jesus, what if they start collaborating? Like again, like we were talking earlier, you you get these collaborations between uh, different promotions. Bray signs to AEW, and we can still get Bray Wyatt and uh, uh, and Roman Reigns because you have a, a, a cross promotion thing happening. Like, dude, there's so much that can happen, especially with what Triple H has said in yep. the last couple of years. You know, yep. Yep. I, if that happens, that that would be amazing. Like people, you know, how people are like, oh, I don't watch WWE anymore. I'm an AEW guy. Like maybe that'll get people to start watching WWE again. And yeah, right. yeah. Got to give them a reason to watch. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Relevancy to both promotions. You know, like yep. it wouldn't be a AEW versus WWE. It's what the hell's going to happen on the next show? Who's going to show up? Mm-hmm. I got I got one thing to ask you guys, and and maybe we can we can talk about it after you uh, after you get Chris's predictions or anything. But um, what do you guys think about the brand split going forward? What do you guys think about that? And we can, about we that can earlier, actually. Yeah, we can uh, we can talk about it once we get through all this if you want yeah, to. Uh, let's um let's get Chris's uh, yep. uh, predictions and then uh, and then we'll talk brand split. Yep. Uh, Chris, what do you what are your predictions, man? What do you think is going to happen going forward? Honestly, I think Roman holds on through Clash and okay. what I'm hoping if they're going to take the title off of him to have a non-title Rock versus is Roman match, what I would see is they do kind of, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, I want to say it was like 2000 or 2001 uh, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle versus and Chris Jericho when they were had like a ladder match for the Euro Intercontinental titles and oh, yeah. then yeah. and then like you had Chris Benoit win one match and he took the IC title and then you had Chris Jericho win the Euro title and Kurt Angle walks away title list yep. but not having lost to either one of them yeah um, I could one. see something like that happening like a, a way to get a way to keep Roman strong but just have him have him lose without really losing right um, that's what I thought was going to happen last night I thought Theory was going to cash in he was going to find a way to take out uh, Brock uh, and then you have Roman didn't technically lose the titles but he lost the titles that, that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah or you yeah I figure they're going to have to find some way for just to at least to give one of the titles back to Raw. So, and I, I figure if you're if you're going to do one at Survivor Series, maybe one at SummerSlam, or uh, not at SummerSlam, uh, Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. you could do that um, and then start building. But I, it's just also... The only way I, I, my only thing is Roman, after all they've built, having him lose like two in a row, that's the only reason why I say they can't like do it, like have one and then one. Yeah, or he maybe, one. yeah, he's got to like maybe lose one on a technicality and hold on to the other if they're going to keep him a champion. If they're right. not going to keep him champion, then, you know, it is what it is, have them both lose to. Um, but I don't see him, I don't see him a, a champion at Mania. I think by then, uh, just with the time off and the things he's wanting to do, uh, I think they'll find some but other ways to like get some guys elevated to put belts on him. Drew McIntyre being one. Um, I don't see Lashley being the other one, but it could end up being, I'm trying to think maybe out of the nowhere, AJ Styles or a Miz. You know, Miz is always good with a title, man. Anytime exactly. Miz is always good. You can never yeah. go wrong with a Miz title run. Um, nope. So, and I, I think that's it, but I think uh, what I hope for is that over the next few months, uh, kind of like we all complain that we will 
see some of those the ICUS titles get pushed back up to relevancy. I'm hoping Triple H does that, um, and I'm hoping NXT comes back in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yep. And again, I'd like to see Survivor Series the old way, not just another <laughs> Raw versus SmackDown again. Yep. Um, but you know, Hogan's Heroes against X, Y, and Z team, something like you know, <laughs> something like that, like how we how it used to be, um, where you can like put together some teams of people, and then we get to see you know we uh matches we don't see i mean not to say i don't like i do like how they do the champion versus champion uh type but yeah. since we since it's unified how are you gonna do that yeah right, so, right, right. Um, that's why i think the unification if they're gonna keep that you know let's go back to the old school fours on fours or fives on fives and then mm-hmm. um do it from there and yep. i'd like to see cross promotion stuff i'd be great to see uh you know the uh jericho appreciation society against <laughs> judgment day or something mm-hmm. like like or like how uh, Daniel's brother said, imagine Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns. Mm. Yeah. Is, I think the two of them... Omega back yet? I haven't seen yeah. him back on TV in a while. I think somebody was teasing that match. Uh, like, well, I don't know if it was actually being talked about actually being done, but I know I thought I saw some things on social media where actually people were teasing that. They wanted... I feel, they, like, they uh, feel like AEW right now was kind of... Everybody's got hit with the injury bug over there. Yeah, like Daniel Bryan just came back, CM Punk won the title and he's hurt and MJF is MIA and so it's like a lot of the pillars or their quote pillars are just like kind of like where are they so mm-hmm. right. um, you know I'm hoping WWE right now looks like they're on a good run so I hope they keep it going. Yeah. Alright so uh, as Jester was just mentioning right now and this is a good uh, topic to bring up re- real quick and this will probably be the one that we close out on um, going forward uh, do you guys think that the brand split should be uh, still around or should we get rid of the brand split? Uh, I'll, I'll say mine for last like i've got a little bit to say on that but just so i i certain iterations of the brand split i did like like i liked when they did the first iteration of the brand split and i actually started out liking the 2016 brand split when it was stephanie versus shane and all that stuff and everything my problem with it these days is uh I'll, i'll bring up the first one real quick survivor series okay this past survivor series where they had the what i like to call the insignificant brand versus brand invitational that's what i've called it lately and the reason i've called at that is not because of the not because of the lack of quality of matches. I think the quality of matches are fine. But what I don't like is the last couple of years they have done nothing to build this pay per view. They right. just slap people together, and yep. mostly obviously it's champion versus champion, so that makes it kind of easy. And then they slap some brand versus brand teams together with no story involved in it. So I almost feel like Survivor Series, obviously in history, it's been one of the big four. It is no longer on the level of Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and WrestleMania. It has totally been demeaned. De- diminished into just one of these pay-per-views you see every month. 100%. And the reason yep. I, if you're going to keep the brand split, you need to do things between the brand. I'm not talking go over the top. You don't have to do it every month. You don't have to do it, you know, most of the year. But at least if you know you're going into a pay-per-view like Survivor Series, maybe a couple months or maybe a month before, start having the brands kind of get in each other's faces. Have, you know, yeah. have the freaking, and, and the, pro- the problem, the other problem with the brand split now is you don't have somebody at the top. You don't have head people. You don't have, you know, general managers you don't have right. the uh whatever you don't have somebody running each show right so that also takes a little bit of the luster away from it too so right. in my opinion at this point i think you should get rid of the blaring split because also you've got 12 freaking titles why yes. do you need 12 titles okay number one you've already proven by the this year you really don't need two world titles and you don't need two sets of tag team titles the reason is the usos and roman reigns have held them for most of the year and really nobody has really batted an eye really to be honest with you i don't right. think I mean, it, it really hasn't. 
haven't been. And and to be honest with you at this point, I would be surprised if they separated them again and made them a Raw title and a SmackDown title. The other thing is, yes, I do think you still keep the Intercontinental and the US title because I do think those two mid-card titles are important. I do think that is. Women's titles, only because I feel like just like one world title, I think you only need one women's title. I think you only need an undisputed women's title. I just And like I said, if you have one women's title and you don't have as many people going after two women's singles titles at the time, you can build your tag team division. You can build your tag team division. If you only have one women's title, guess what? You can spend some time on the tag division. Same with the men. If you only have one world champion, you can put some time into the tag division. Right. Um, yep. The other thing is, I'm going to say it right now because I'm sure somebody will bring it up. Drop the 24-7 title. <laughs> burn it to burn it in a burn it in a bonfire out back. I don't care what you do with it. Have or make it the hardcore title. Like remake I, hardcore actually, title. I'd, I'd say make it the TV title because at least the TV title, uh, old school rules, you go 10 minute time limit yep. and you're guaranteed TV exposure. You get that talent out there so they can like make a name for themselves. I mean, if you guys remember when Mick Foley brought the 24-7 title out to the ring on Raw that one night that he brought mm-hmm. it out there, he didn't even look like he was excited about the 24-7 <laughs> yeah. title. I mean, he was like, okay, heart. I guess I got to do it. I got to be a team player. I guess I got to do what I got to do. I got to promote this title. I mean, yeah. even the look on his face, I'm sorry, you can't lie with a look on your face. He was like, am I really doing this? I'm a hardcore legend. I'm the yeah. Hall of Famer and I'm introducing a 24-7 title. Yeah, it's, it's a castrated hardcore title. It's it's never going to hold the same no. relevancy that when Shane Blackman had it and he was just running around beating the shit out of everybody. You know what I mean? Like, And honestly, and after if you're gonna have night, the finish, if you're going to have the finish, everybody has to win with a roll-up? Like, come on now. Is, seriously? Is that what we're doing? And and honestly, with, with last night, you're, you've also proven that they're willing to go back to hardcore rules again, obviously oh, yeah. with the last match. Yeah. Um, you could honestly bring back the hardcore title and it would be more relevant yeah. because yep. you could start having, especially with their TV 14 rating that they're going back to and everything. Now, you know, I, I, I understand some wrestlers don't want to take shots to the head with the chairs anymore. I totally get that. But you can what? still make a very hard, a very good hardcore match without even doing yep. that. You can what? do a lot of good things for a hardcore match and not have to bail each other in the heads with chairs. You can what? do it. You can make yep. it a very good match. What? So, so get rid of the 24-7 title. Because what? if you really noticed, have you noticed, guys, that it switched? Not that I really have a problem with either gender holding the title. But if you noticed in the last few weeks, it's gone from a men's title to a women's title. What? It's like all the women are having it now where yeah. it used to be a men's title when it started. What? And well, they were kind of mixing it a little bit. And then it, it predominantly went a men's title. And now it's gone to, a, I think, the last 10 champions have been women now. What? So, And then, of course, know. they, uh, I mean, you because there's no relevancy to that title anymore. Uh, w- what the hell happened to R-Truth? What the fuck is R-Truth at now? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. R-Truth, a 57-time uh, 24-7 champion. You know? <laughs> but I mean, like... It, that, that that's what sucks about that thing is it was like you know so what you're saying is that uh, you, you you can get you know picked up by a a, a roll up uh, real easily nobody tries to kick out of a roll up at all right but Not like at you, know, all. you get rolled up in a, in a in an actual match and and it's a kick out instantly like you know like well, are you so business right in yeah. WWE it's like <laughs> are you you're so caught off guard that you 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 get a three uh, a three second pin because you weren't yeah. paying attention that is the dumbest premise right dumbest like, thing, yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, bring back the hardcore title and it's like, okay, same rules, but you actually have to incapacitate your, your yeah, opponent yeah. and you end up getting a random match in the middle of the night that wasn't planned, or at least you, you do, it doesn't seem like it was planned, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's like the match was was written in a way where it's like, you know, okay, at this point right here, such and such gets attacked in the backstage. It's a uh, straight up, like, you know, five minute hardcore match and then you've got a new champion at the end, right? Or yeah. revived yeah. it and, and, and you've got that, right? And it's like yeah. an actual match, like, you know that the hardcore title 
add so much more relevancy, right? And bring back Al Snow. What does everybody yep. want? I mean, look at look at um look at what Jeff Hardy said a few weeks ago. Jeff Hardy, you know, now with AEW, obviously, he said a few weeks ago he was put into a twenty four seven program at WWE, and that's when he knew he had to go. Yeah, because he was demoted. You know, when he's like he's like you know I he's like I'm a team player. I take you know I take opportunities, but he's like that's how little Jeff Hardy thought of the twenty four seven champion. Yeah. You know, Jeff Hardy was a team player. He'd do anything you ask him to do in WWE, and yeah. he was even saying you know, that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not... a joke right now, man. Like like yeah. I mean, you 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 look at like all these good wrestlers, and just now they're all just jokes. Yeah, you know, like nobody take if if you're in if you're in the hunt for the twenty four seven title, you're you're it's it's obvious that you are not a relevant name at that time. Well, I dare say it's lazy writing. It, yeah, it it's is lazy writing. It is. You just you just stick all these people who you don't have stories for, and you who you can't push at this time, and you're just like you know what I don't have a story for this guy. Put him in the twenty four seven. Yeah, and, and that's sure. where that that's where like again where you know we all talk about like what Bruce Pritchard and uh, Vince McMahon would do. It's like okay, well you guys are putting you guys don't know what to do with somebody, so you're just gonna belittle that that person and belittle their their career and every achievement exactly. that they've ever had. Wasn't Finn Balor in there for a little while? Yeah, he was in there. There was there was a couple of top names that ended up being in there for a few weeks, and it was it was just like and the thing that we're, like I like I obviously did not like the twenty four seven title from day one, but I said you know what like anything else I'm going to give it a chance we'll see what happens we'll see if maybe they can create some something good with it then you had not that I necessarily mind this happening every once in a while but then they had celebrities start wearing, winning it and I was just oh, yeah. like okay and then it was too many celebrities winning it like what, what was the guy from uh he's on the pre-show sometimes the guy that's in New York he's on the ESPN station in New York he won it and then although that was kind of funny because our truth you know chased him to his hotel and stalked him and then and pinned him in his hotel room so that was kind right. of funny but at the same time you see my point it's it's not a title to be taken seriously and I'm not saying necessarily the hardcore title is looked at as a serious title like the world title or a mid-card title but you're going to get more I think fans are going to find that to be a relevant title because first of all you're going to put on more entertaining matches and you're not going to destroy somebody's career by having a hardcore match for the hardcore title in fact it's going to make that person look better it's going to make them look stronger instead of you just like you said losing with a pinup roll you know right. with, a roll, with a roll up so you know you actually have to get put through a table or you got to be put through a plate glass window or something like that to lose the title you know so right yeah you know, again it adds relevancy to 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 to, to the whole thing there's there's yeah. work that gets put into it you know so i mean it's it's there's a lot that needs to happen uh yeah. uh again before i forget the topic um <laughs> daniel <laughs> how do you feel about uh the brand split man should, should they keep it should they get rid of it do you, do you think it's going to keep going from from here forward what do you think man if if they do what we all kind of want them to do as in bring back most of the people they released who didn't sign anywhere else then I think the brand split should stay so you know more people like two shows they can kind of build themselves but um, if they bring back a little bit of people I, I think the brand split needs to go um, in this Triple H era if I if I think that I know what will happen um, I think he has the ability to establish people who weren't really well established mm -hmm. um, by taking away the brand split maybe separate the tag teams get you know get some more tag teams in there bring back the women's tag team titles right. uh, yeah I think mainly I think it should go away it was it was fun when it first happened mm -hmm. and survivors now the virus series is basically based off of the brand split champion versus champion but I agree with G-Man I think they should bring back the old school 90s survivor series like the you know the warrior team versus the Hogan team and all the winners mm -hmm. you know at the, the last match all the winners take and you have one ultimate survivor Ooh, which yeah is, I forgot about that rule yeah right mm -hmm. yeah um, but yeah I think the brand split should probably go if they don't really bring back as 
many people as as we think that they should right 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 uh chris what are your thoughts on the brand split man um you know again i heard triple h that um uh somebody played an old interview if they said what what they do differently if he was running things he said he'd take away that third hour of raw um because it's mm, impossible yeah. to write for um and that kind of feels like he would go away from the brand brand split not i not that those two kind of correlate but i kind of feel like it kind of sets the tone like he would do away with it because you know during his time uh you know there was that crossover where the raw main of whatever the big storyline on raw you saw it on smackdown too um yeah. so oh, it yeah. can be done um I like. I originally liked the idea of having two to the brand split because it did allow other people to get kind of showcased. Um, but I think in this day and age, I think like it's been said, um, you know, it's been you know, you only need one set of champions. You don't need all these different title belts or anything like that. Um, if WWE still had all of their network stuff that they used to have, I, I'd say you could start showing people on more on these different shows that they used to have um, and showcasing talents that way, or even doing doing uh vignettes on uh network or something like that they have they have platforms where they can showcase people not just through a wrestling match but if they want to get names out there um mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like they don't there's no way to do it except for tv obviously tv is the biggest one mm-hmm. um but but it can be done mm-hmm. um i hope no. i honestly think uh it's time for it to go away and for the same reason jester said because i think if you get rid of it you just have the smack if you even if you just do smackdown and raw there is you can do with so much more if you're not doing the stupid segments in between there yeah, if you're yeah. not having the 30 minute promo to open raw and all this other stuff you can just go out there do a do a cold open with just a match and mm-hmm. also stop freaking advertising who's going to be on and just let it be a surprise right just go yep. out there and just be like oh my god john cena showed up and yep. then let somebody else have to know, have to actually be able to watch don't right. advertise john cena's going to be there just just have it happen right um, Yep. So I'm hoping for that the brand split goes away and that they just start, you know, investing in more time for people's matches in characters. Because right. um, I think that's really what has been missing, that Vince and Bruce, they're all about the Gaga and all this other, the entertainment portion, and the wrestling got left behind. Oh, so, yeah. And I think with the yeah. talent that they have, they have very, very good wrestlers, the best in the world. Um, yeah. And they should be showcased more and not be doing stupid hamburger or hot dog eating contests where they're throwing up on people like come on dude we're we're past that yeah uh i mean along with all those themes and to just to kind of piggyback on what chris just said right now uh last week they opened with miz and logan paul Mm -hmm. beating the shit out of each other cold there was no build-up there was no promo the the the, they went on air and they were already beating the crap out of each other and it's like you know that's something that we want that's what we want to see we don't want to see uh like 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 chris just said you know like a 30 minute promo that is not going to lead to anything or it's just them talking right. or anything like that it's a promo of somebody who already has relevancy that's just taking away from somebody who could have a chance to be building their promos up you know and things sure. like that or be building mm-hmm. their character up so i mean like you know there's there's so much and and i know that that trips understands this and that these are things that he understands as far as the writing goes that's why i'm happy he's got creative um going going back to the brand split it is 100 irrelevant in the way that they are telling their stories right now uh uh, they do not have enough people for a brand split to even be uh, 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 something yeah. that they need because they fired so many people out of WWE. Yep. Like you know, you you can't follow. There, there, 
I mean, you can have a story for everybody and and, and it's enough for everybody to be there because mm-hmm. there's not enough superstars for it to even matter to have that kind of the extra hour on top of the brand split itself. Like, you know, uh, you can you can tell a story and then have it carry over to SmackDown, you know, and then I mean, look at look at the way that Dy- Dynamite and um, uh, what what's the name of their other show? Rampage. Uh, Rampage. After right, like, Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the, yeah. yeah like, look at the way that those two shows mesh together. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, something happened on Monday. All right. So here's why it's still relevant on Wednesday. You know, I mean, like yep. you do that with a Monday Friday show and say, here's what happened on Monday. All right. Here's the fallout on, on Friday. Somebody gets called out on Monday and then they can reply on Friday and you don't have to wait till next week. Yeah. You know, and then and then you, you again, if you build factions like we were talking about earlier, you can have people who don't necessarily have a promo or a match that week, but stay relevant because they're a part of a, a group. You know what I mean? Like and that's also why you don't need a brand split. Right. Yeah. You know, you you're, you have uh, you have people at ringside, you know, like, uh, again, as much as we didn't like Champa and uh, Champa and Miz, I mean, now you have Champa sitting at ringside and you have this kind of like side storyline happening. And now Champa's uh, uh, relevant when he wasn't doing anything before, you know? So, I mean, that's that's my feeling on the brand split. Like, again, the brand split was cool the first time they did it in the early 2000s um, because you had this whole like, you know, Stephanie versus Shane thing. And it's like, you know, we uh, we have our two separate teams and we're fighting over who's better. But then continuing to do it and doing three brand splits and drafts and all that. Mm-hmm. But I, I get it. You guys are trying to stay uh, to, to put yourselves in the same league as like the NBA and the NFL with with drafts. But who the hell are you drafting? <laughs> You're drafting already established wrestlers. <laughs> and then, and then on top of that, like, oh, we're drafting NXT. Oh, okay. So we're just going to, uh, we're just going to undercut NXT and make it seem like they're not shit. You know, I mean, like, yeah. I don't, I, I don't like the way that they treat the brand split at this point. I think it's, it's, it's dumb, stupid, and doesn't need to be there. Uh, and you can do way more stories, such as what they did in the attitude era. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, if, if you, if you start building factions and you start telling better stories, the only element of surprise I did like during the later brand split was yeah they could have done away with the draft because the draft just first of all it took the element of excitement out I mean it just you know because you would be doing the draft and everything what I did like that they did as an alternative to the draft on sometimes was the superstar shakeup when all of a sudden yeah. somebody would debut on another brand and you didn't see it coming like somebody would come and switch brands and it wasn't like announced the week before or anything and they just showed up and everything I will give it I will give that credit that was a little exciting like when somebody would switch brands like that but um, yeah they can do away with the draft and like I said I yeah I think the brand's split just needs to go away because I'm sorry a brand split does not replace bad storytelling exactly it doesn't, it doesn't replace it yep. you can tell good stories and just have one blank brand you can do it yep. yeah and, and then on top of that it was an excuse to break up teams and yeah. it's like you know okay so you guys want to give solo runs to people but really all you're doing is you're throwing them into obscurity yeah. because when that bad storytelling starts to come in and and you guys you you break up a team but you're not telling a good story with that that mm-hmm. that person well now that person just falls into the mid card and they fall to the lower card and now they just disappear here's you know? the other thing too yeah. here's the other thing if you're doing a brand split and you're doing raw and smackdown and there's different stories on raw and different st- stories on smackdown i'm sorry that gets a little hard to keep track of mm-hmm. you have to wait an entire week to freaking figure out you know okay what happened last monday whereas if you're doing it without the brand split like i said you get that recap on on smackdown because those superstars show up on smackdown too and they continue their story so right. it stays fresh in everybody's mind right whereas yeah. whereas you're having to remember what happened on a three-hour raw that yeah <laughs> that having the day 
and you probably probably during that three hour all you probably forgot already what happened in hour one yeah so think, i mean think about when 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 what was it when rampage uh first launched it was an hour and a half and yeah. it, there was more story told in the ring they they, they had what like half a freaking promo and everything else was uh, was matches and it's like you know you get all this storytelling in the ring that you didn't need uh the only storytelling that they had to do on the side was what darby allen showing up uh and being like why is darby allen here you know that kind of thing that was the only thing that sh showed up there or uh when cm punk uh, uh uh first showed up right uh he got like a 10 minute promo and then everything else is wrestling you know and then i mean you give him a, a 10 minute promo because he's one of the biggest names in wrestling and he's finally starting to wrestle again well yeah give him a promo yeah you give you give the long promos when they make sense when right they, yep. when they make sense to the story but yeah i'm agreeing with chris and and daniel and all them you need to start with you need to start like basically last week's raw started you need to start with either a match or you need to start with two guys that actually hate each other attacking each other and freaking going off on each other or something like that but yeah you can have an like i would just like to see him mix it up like one week yeah. you have somebody you know you have what happened last week with logan and, and miz one week you do have a promo in the ring because it makes sense to the story you're trying to tell or the next week you just start with a match and like i said i do agree with that too is you don't want this thing where they've started announcing the matches ahead of the shows i absolutely hate that too i don't like that yeah. either because it just seems like you're preparing for a sporting event i'm sorry wwe is sports entertainment it's not a sporting event it's it's entertainment you know what i'm saying yes they have incredible athletes in in wrestling but it's still the way it's supposed to be portrayed is it's entertainment so you don't want to know what's coming you want to you want that shock value you want that right. surprise and if i'm just advertising you know oh john cena versus uh cm punk when it's kind of like i'm advertising oh guess what the uh the bills are playing the patriots this week i mean that takes the luster out of it you don't i mean there's nothing there for me anymore so because i'm already expecting it to happen and yeah. and also raw also wwe got themselves into trouble have you noticed that when they started pre-announcing those matches they had to change a lot of them because something happened and stuff like that so you also put yourself in that predicament where you're committing to a match and then something maybe happens you know a wrestler gets travel issues or gets an injury and then all of a sudden you got to call the match off and fans are like what happened to this match you know right. so yeah. yeah so there's a whole lot of you know hang-ups from it so um i will also say um you know in the early when they originally had the brand split they had separate writing teams yeah. um now yeah. it's all one writing team so yeah. what's That's the true. what's how how are you telling the difference between the smackdown team and the raw team like <laughs> oh we're going to the blue room to write today versus the red room um <laughs> like if it's the same group of people writing for the same two shows yeah there's no difference really right. so i mean yeah. unless unless you've got one team that's you know like it was in the old when smackdown was killing raw when they had a separate writing team unless you're going to do something like that there's no point in having a brand right. so yeah. right. if bruce is writing both shows like what's what's to say why are his ideas on smackdown going to be any better than they were on for are going to work for raw yeah. right yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i do agree with that well guys we are pulling up on four hours right now yeah that's crazy <laughs> we're longer we're longer than the event last night yeah i know right? so uh <laughs> this whole thing has been uh ridiculous amounts of fun again it was yeah this has been real fun yeah it awesome. wasn't just SummerSlam. we also talked about like you know kind of our thoughts on wrestling and uh all of our uh just everything that we uh we, we've got on our mind that this is obviously something that everybody's been wanting to do for a while is just talk wrestling and, and and get it in so i'm happy that we did this one everyone loves fantasy booking oh, with yeah. the whole yeah. promotion. <laughs> we're all fantasy bookers for sure yep. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and i mean it just shows we're fun all, part of wrestling yeah you know it, it shows we're all fans of wrestling we love we, we love the sport we want to see the best out of it right so i mean mm -hmm. really what we're trying to do is just do that so uh again uh let's go ahead and do our sign offs in here uh so guys uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on screen i just want you to uh go ahead and put yourself over uh we're gonna start here with chris go ahead and put yourself over man uh you can find me on 
Facebook, uh, Instagram, Krishan is awesome. Or if you follow Distance Nerding, I'm uh, follow all of them so you can find me through there. Um, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be when it comes to my own personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Daniel, let's, uh, what, what you got for us? Put yourself over. You can find me on um, all socials at AYC Megatron. Uh, my personal chef account is AY Chef Megatron. Um, oh, yep, I am um, just doing my thing here in the Bay Area in Oakland, living that life about to go in the city right now and watch some star wars strips back or empire strips back and have a couple cocktails and oh, yeah yeah just continue watching wrestling i'm very very excited about the future of wwe now and can't wait to see what goes on yeah and we're, we'll have more of these in the future so i mean we'll definitely have you on that that illustrious panel thank you very much oh yeah uh just a g-man put yourself over all right so um so most of the socials you can find me on be you can find me at bearded wrestling jester yes i understand the irony i do not have a beard at the moment <laughs> Uh, my beard is on hiatus. It will be back in the fall. Um, so yes, I understand. It's like why he that cut goes. his long hair too. So I mean, yeah. yeah, I had I had hair down to my shoulders uh, like 24 hours ago. So I just got a nice fresh haircut too. So, yeah. um, but yes, uh, bearded wrestling jester on most of the socials. The only social that's different is Twitter, and it's because they don't like to play by the same rules as everybody else. And I didn't have enough characters, so it's bearded jester G at Twitter. So, but everything else is uh, bearded wrestling jester. That's Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitch, YouTube. I'm not doing a whole lot with them just yet but hopefully i'm gonna get things off the ground uh and also can i plug my facebook group what go ahead okay so i got the facebook group it's wwe setting the stage um we talk about wrestling in there i put all my episodes in there and stuff so that's it's a good group it's a it's a small little group right now but um hopefully we're going to grow a little bit but we do a lot of interesting things i think most people are in that group that are here on the show tonight but um but yeah so uh that's basically where you can find me what (laughs) and of course uh i'm always here oh wait a minute john c I can't, can't see you. I can't, can't see you. <laughs> of course, everybody can find me at Distance Nerding. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am everywhere where social media exists. Uh, or at least we are. Um, I have a personal one too, but we are everywhere where you can get social media, and it's there Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we, we've everything. If, if it exists, we are at Distance Nerding. I mean, you know, we have uh, GeoCities, MySpace, OnlyFans. And we have Black pictures. Planet. Black Planet for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a very light-skinned Latino, so, I mean, that's that's where I hang out is uh, – <laughs> It's there. Uh, But either way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can find us at Distance Nerding. Um, And, you know, we have all kinds of different stuff and everything like that. Again, we did this show uh, in collaboration with my man, Jester G-Man over here uh, for uh, for that. So you can find the audio versions of this show. Uh, You'll find it on our channel on Distance Nerding. You'll also find it on Setting the Stage podcast. Uh, So that all being said, uh, guys, I thank you for your time here today. Uh, I really appreciate you guys weighing in on uh, SummerSlam. I know you guys had as much fun as we did doing all this. Uh, so uh, until next time, we will see you guys later. Uh, keep nerding together. It's been fun, guys. Do I have a theme Thanks, song? guys. Talk to you later. Well, nerds, we hope you had a good time. We plan on doing many more of these in the future whenever main events happen or large shows that we kind of want to talk about. Uh, possibly AEW All Out or, of course, the major four, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. We may even do this for Clash at the Castle like we were talking about in the episode. If you enjoyed all of this, guys, you got to let us know. Let us know in the Nerdington post or also go to the Setting the Stage podcast group and let us know there that you enjoyed the content. Of course, for more from Distance 
listening, follow us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. As always, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Also, make sure you check out WWE Setting the Stage podcast, also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch, all at Bearded Wrestling Jester, except on Twitter, which is Bearded Jester G. Well, that's it for me. Thanks, and keep nerding together. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. John Cena!